106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. And by the way, the way he got out of Afghanistan was the single most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. Why did you, why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. I'm 26. I'm a veteran. I uh, help manage a private aviation company. Um, you want a job? I'd love one, yeah. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking for somebody very good. Do you want over. Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this, this country. What are you saying weapons I was impeached by a crazy woman named Nancy Pelosi. But the Pelosi, question here is, would you give Ukraine... The country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. You once said that using the... That using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You you said that when you were in the That's Oval when Office. I was to, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. <laughs> Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah. What's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay. It's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to. You're a nasty person. I'll tell you. I have no idea why companies insist on committing corporate self-deletion by trying to be woke and endorsing people like Dylan Mulvaney. So in case you don't know yet, after the whole Bud Light fiasco, now Maybelline is endorsing Dylan Mulvaney as their main spokesperson. I think endorsing people like Dylan Mulvaney is a recipe for disaster. People like Jordan Peterson have already responded to this whole fiasco and they encourage people to boycott Maybelline. And from what I saw online, it seems like most women are not really happy about this marketing strategy. This is actually pretty hilarious. Let's see how many products Dylan Mulvaney can destroy by the end of the year. I'm incredibly lucky to be living in a time where I'm allowed to be my authentic trans self. California Governor Gavin Newsom announced that he plans to travel to states where freedom is most under attack. He's talking about freedom, less states that are less free. Isn't he the guy who told everybody they had to stay home during COVID and then he exactly. went to some lobbyist dinner with, what, 25 of his best yeah. friends? So they were yeah. hanging out, having a good time. This was the I number mean, one lockdown state. That's a truth. Does he have a mirror? Oh, yes, he does, because we've seen his hair. <laughs> Well, let me be very clear. What was said in this town hall about National Guard troops that were authorized by, Clayton, by Caitlin was wrong. I'm on the oversight committee. I was in two hearings on January 6th. It was testified in oversight that Donald Trump authorized National Guard troops on January 4. She said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. He followed up in the call with then acting Secretary of Defense on January 5, trying to see where the deployment was on those troops. Wow. That is testimony in the Oversight Committee. Everybody testified in Oversight Committee when Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House, except one organization, and that was the Capitol Police. Did you read the Nancy Pelosi would book? not allow that. I am old. I want to wish you and your family a happy Christmas. Excuse me. No. Fourth of 
June, come on, wait. Easter Bunny, look, we did it. Right, we get, we went in there. Now, let me tell you a secret. On the 4th, he, George Washington, he chased the snakes away. He did that. He did that from the city with the, he died for your sins. Look, no joke. Come on, my mother, father from Scranton, and he grows the economy. Come on, man. Don't do this. Don't do, come on, happy 4th of whatever. It's, it's the thing. This is Lou Bettinger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 216, to arrive on May 2023. Welcome, and I hope you're having a good day up in Northern California, where I'm sitting. Uh, It is hot today, and uh, I got the bottom half of the house torn up, so I'm up here where it's warmer, which is not my preference, but uh, this is what we're going to do today for the next couple hours. We're going to do six segments of about 20 minutes a piece with some clips interspersed. And uh, let me give you a few uh, administrative comments first. You can reach me at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. Text or call that number. Uh, obviously, when you call, if you call live, I'm not going to be on the radio, but uh, but I will try to take your call or I'll call you right back 530-713-1838 and if you want to uh, email me it's easy Lou L-O-U at nohostagesradio.com Lou at nohostagesradio.com on that website you will find lots of former uh, episodes that we've stashed there along with some articles so we also do a live show on each Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and that's over here on the left coast in California. So you can uh, you can actually, off the website, you can click on the Listen Live button at that time of the day, and it'll actually play the live show for you. It's amazing. I don't know how it all works, but uh, that just, it, it happens. So, yeah, it's a live show, and as uh, long as you're listening from 10 to 1 on Saturday, you're going to catch me. And... Uh, it's some uh, some of the similar information we convey here, but also some unique information as well. But the clips will be replayed. And uh, also, if you want to, uh, some of the clips that I uh, uh, play here, I also put over on the website called freedomco.net. It stands for Freedom Coalition Network. And we create a website, Freedomco. Co freedomco.net and that was designed or created right at the beginning of COVID <clears throat> to uh, withstand or to address the many lies that were told during COVID. Now we've uh, we've uh, helping we're helping that website to evolve to address the current events 
as they come. And so it's not a website where if you go today and then go six weeks from now, it's going to say the same thing. Some things are the same. They're uh, research inf- information that's on there for your benefit. But other, other than that, it's more like a news magazine on what's shaking right now. So I encourage you to go there. Uh, okay. Also, a uh, couple websites you might want to, or Facebook sites you might want to check into. If you're particularly here in Northern California, we're fighting some causes here that we're posting information on the uh, Facebook sites. And they are Sutter County Say No to New Taxes. Sutter County Say No to New Taxes. The other one is Yuba College Bond, <clears throat> hashtag five hyphen vote no yuba college bond hashtag or it looks like the number sign five hyphen vote no and the other one's live with lou which is my facebook page and we post all kinds of things over there as well so if you want to get information it's constantly updated some posts are uh, almost daily on that uh those first two facebook sites so i want to encourage you to get involved wherever you are listening from uh, there may not be a freedom coalition. We're having we're having our a bi-monthly freedom coalition meeting uh, tonight. Just in a few hours after I finish this, I'll go over there. But uh, join up with activists, and uh, if the old old guard uh, conservative group or whatever they do nothing, they just have you know same old same old speakers come through. Don't bother with that. Get it with a group of people that are actually going to work on projects and lean against the wrongdoing of our government. So I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, You might hear me pushing you to do this and that. That's what this show really is partly about. It's taking action uh, and becoming a part of the resistance. So we've been here, as I mentioned, this is our 216th episode. So we've been around for a while. And uh, and we used to do the live show only, and then I took a pause from that for a couple of years, and then I restarted it. So now we do both. We do a live show and the podcast. So uh, I wanted to mention a couple. I, I pick up these memes that people send me, short uh, truths that people send that are uh, provocative or funny. Uh, says, here's what's happening. Here's what's really happening on January 6th. You know, that uh, I'm so proud of Marjorie Taylor Greene out of Georgia. We have a representative at the House of Representatives, a congressman named Lamalfa, who never does anything. Uh, a significant Marjorie Taylor Greene took to task the, the uh, attorney that's prosecuting thousands of these people that were arrested that were just simply... Uh, they're protesting. They weren't breaking anything. They weren't. Uh, they weren't uh, hurting anybody. Particularly, there was one Christian man that went there, and uh, I can't recall the name. I don't think it's significant. But w- what really happened was, uh, they had him locked up for a long time, and uh, just for entering the uh, the building over there, which the police opened the door and let people in, he just walked around for 20 minutes, left. And was outside the building with the other protesters. And uh, so uh, they prosecuted him. And to just get out of the system, he'd never been in trouble in his life, never had a criminal history at all, nothing. And he just pled to something just to thinking he was going to get off. But then they, they kept um, adding to the amount of time they were going to give him. Uh, the DA kept pushing for more time. So uh, he was out on bail and he hung himself. And this is the type of thing that happens when you have uh, 
pernicious prosecutor prosecution uh, over over aggressive over aggressive uh, brutal prosecution that the 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 penalty has nothing to do the time has nothing to do with the crime the guy shouldn't have been held at all he didn't do really anything wrong and um, particularly if the police open the door to a building for you and let people in you think basically you have the government's permission right i would and so shame on uh, all these people. So this this uh, meme says, here's what was really happening on January 6th. You remember January 6th when Trump uh, and Biden were squaring off on that election? Let me just tell you the state of affairs around the country. Gas was $1.93 a gallon. There was, there was zero inflation. Supply chain was functioning well. Economy was the strongest in 50 years. Never in the history of our country had women, blacks, Hispanics, other minorities had such a good labor uh, situation. The border was controlled and secure. The Taliban wasn't was not armed with uh, with our U.S. artillery. Plenty of workers around to fulfill the labor needs. Stock market was at record high. You remember the record highs under Trump, just like every week, another record high, another record high, another. Remember, Trump said, you're going to get tired of succeeding and being victorious, right? Tired of winning. Remember, he said, you're going to get so tired of winning. Everything you see now is collapse, 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 dishonesty, lying, cheating. Stock market was at record highs. 401ks had record high values, and interest rates were at record lows. Okay? Another one from another fellow, Mike Wiggins, <laughs> military guy, said, want everyone to know this. Looks like the first 10,000 refugees will be arriving in the U.S. from Syria. They will be given modern housing with utilities and free food. They will know a life they could never have dreamed of in their homeland. Last night, 33,000 American veterans slept on the streets of America, and some of them died. If you think this is BS and needs to be reversed, then you should say something about it. I agree. Boy, there's a couple photos I've had sent to me by a fellow that are pictures of Dianne Feinstein uh, in a wheelchair being tended to by some gentlemen. Uh, and it looks like they're getting ready to either, either took her out of the car or they're putting her in the wheelchair or taking her into the car. Anyway, uh, I was shocked. Uh, and this isn't a photo adjusted thing. I was shocked at uh, how bad she looks. And, and again, I'm not just saying just cause she's elderly. I'm saying she looks like she's close to the grave. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, uh, communist heroes like, uh, Lenin and um, Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam. You can go to Red Square or you could go to uh, a square, similar square in uh, Vietnam. Or actually you can go to uh, a number of places where they keep their leaders or their champions they're communist champions. They aren't alive, but they look like they're alive. They're in a glass-covered casket, and they're full of, I guess, some sort of chemical like formaldehyde. And uh, they keep them uh, looking as much as alive as possible. They have to look better than her. And I, I'm not putting her down. I'm just saying it's amazing 
that we would allow a person in her condition. I remember when she was much, much younger, of course, and, and uh, attractive woman. And now she, she has no more sense than to continue to serve in the Senate of the United States, one of 100 people that make way huge decisions over all of our lives. And uh, she is not in her right mind. Neither is Nancy Pelosi. She served in the Senate for 30, over 30 years. She was alive during the Great Depression, is voting on policy decisions for the United States of America in 2023. The guy says, we need term limits. Oh, God, do we? God, help us. That's what I mean by that. God, help us. Because we have people there that are, uh, they, they're deceived. Deceived is thinking you're, you know, I've always hated, I loved sports for years. I used to follow sports and I always hated to see fantastic, uh, the best of the best in sports, whether it's baseball, you know, you know, the story, football, basketball, stay on, stay on, stay on way too long. And they just don't have it anymore in their mind. They have it. In her mind, she thinks that she's just so smart and she's smarter than anybody could ever replace her as a young person because she's got all this experience. She does not have the ability and she should not be in office. And it's a flawed system that it, that allows this uh, to happen, at least in baseball and in athletics. The coach or the management of the team exits uh, an elderly or older or old veteran out and honors them on the way out, but gets them out and lets the young people play. CNN Politics posted this federal ban on selling handguns to 18 to 20-year-olds is unconstitutional. Thank you, Jesus. Then it says, under Chris Ann Hall said this, if, if you want to follow somebody that's amazing and knows the Constitution and will actually give you legal analysis about the, the ongoings in the Congress in regard to the Constitution, both on the R side and the Dem side. She says, Chris Ann Hall, that's K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E Hall. So you can go to chrisannhall.com and you could, you could, have, you could follow her uh, Facebook postings. You can get emails from her. Uh, you, can go, you can get trained through her about what's going on in this country, about the history of the Constitution, etc. ChrisAnnHall.com. She says a government that tells its citizens they can buy a home and have a family at 18, but makes it illegal for them to defend their family and their home, has enslaved an entire generation. If government can draft them to war at 18, only despots disarm them when they return. That's Chris Ann Hall. She has been uh, here where I live a number of times to teach and train. She is a uh, sh she is a joy to listen to. If I had a history teacher in school like her, I wouldn't ever have uh, dreaded attending the class. I had a, my most difficult thing about history was trying trying to stay awake, and uh, because I was bored by it, the way it was taught. There's nothing boring about the history of the United States or in certainly parts of the world. Another one that I think is so true, and it's been so disappointing, I think during COVID, well, not I think, you know what I think because I'm talking. During COVID, one of the things that I think was helpful or a blessing during COVID 
was that the corruption of all our institutions was laid bare. So whether it was the school system, our government, our voting, uh, whether it was our health, our health institutions, uh, we could go on and on. Our scientific community, bought off by big pharma, bought off by big government, paid paid for. This is a meme. It shows a guy standing before uh, a po- podium with microphones, and behind him are all kinds of scientists on their knees with m- microscopes and and uh, flasks of liquid, and all of them uh, are tied. There's strings to all of them. They're all tied up. And the the, uh, the comment is, an important scientific study proves that the result of the scientific study depends entirely on where the funding is coming from. So true, 100% true, not mostly true, 100% true, that with big government and big business funding studies, the studies end up coming out to what these folks want them to say, not the truth. Rush Limbaugh here is a p- picture of Rush Limbaugh. And it says conservative versus liberal. He said on January 12th, sorry, not on January 12th, uh, he said liberals measure compassion by how many people are given welfare. Liberals me- measure compassion by how many people are given welfare. You remember when Obama just expanded everything, expanded the, uh, made it easier to get uh, food stamps made it easier to get WIC, made it easier to get welfare, uh, changed the rules so more and more people could get on government dole. Rush says liberals measure compassion by how many people are given welfare. Conservatives measure compassion by how many people no longer need it. So do you remember when Trump took over and the, the, the economy just went, got really hot, took off, and all of a sudden we saw all these people dropping off the welfare system. We didn't force them off. We we uh, teased them off by money, right? Money gets people off many times. If you give them enough money, they're going to say, I'm going to go get a job. <laughs> so all these people got off food stamps, got off the EBT cards, got off welfare, got off WIC, got off this, got off that, and went to work. As I mentioned earlier, never in the history of the country has more, uh, a greater percentage of blacks, Mexicans, and other minorities uh, gone to work and then of course bud weiser who will never forget bud it said the meme is rest in peace born a king died a queen i just think uh you know it's just unbelievable things that people do so um i wanted to uh talk about a couple people I, I my next topic is regarding rosa parks i'll pick it up after the break but we got a couple minutes and i want to thank a couple of our sponsors and and one of them that's done really well came to town a few years ago started a business from scratch true american way starting from scratch all on your own and uh it's a it's a uh, small what they'd call a small business not a corporation you got a handful of employees but the proprietor is is uh, will fanning of all power services and he went into business down on 1469 stewart road in yuba city and uh, that's right off Highway 99 to the west. Very easy to get to. 
quiet little neighborhood down there farming and a couple houses and in his uh, big warehouse operation. So all power services focuses on this. It just takes all your anything that isn't working right or is broken and puts it back in your hands fixed so you can make good use of it. So it's very simple. You think, well, I wonder what he works on, what he doesn't work on. Well, let's just let me give you the, a range so you, you can get it. So how about thinking about a weed eater or a mower or a tr- handheld trimmer or something, something, all those kind of things on up to the big rigs that are pulling the big bottom dumps that dump out rock and dump out dirt. Big rigs. How about compressors or water blasters or uh, water, uh, what do they call it, jet skis? or even snowmobiles, all those kind of, or off-road vehicles, or motorcycles. And so, uh, anyway, you might hear some background noise. I got all the windows open up here and, and uh, air trying to move around. But all power services to take care of, he's very easy to get a hold of. So his phone number, you can text or call it, and he packs that number, Will Fanning. 530 uh, sorry, uh, that's not the number, 530 844 0347 5308440347 and that's in Northern California in Yuba City California and uh, he will take care of you. We're going to be right back. Listen to a few clips. We'll start our second of 6 seconds. Somebody knock days are over for many Americans living in Democrat-led cities and states. Actor Scott Baio making headlines this week when he tweeted out that he was exiting stage right from California due to out-of-control crime and homelessness. Scott joins me right now. And Scott, it is great to see you again. Thanks so much for being here. You've now moved your family to Florida. Tell me what did it. What was the straw that broke the camel's back for you? I don't know if it was one very nice to see you, Maria. Um, I don't know if it was one specific thing. It was just a culmination of homeless people defecating on the sidewalk in the middle of the day and doing drugs in the middle of the day, right out in the open, the illegals, um, the crime, the graffiti on everything that is stationary. Uh, I, but I, I, the big thing, the big thing, Maria, was for me, above all else, Safety is the issue. If if you don't feel safe, it's not worth living in the town that you're in because and we didn't feel safe, my 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 wife and my daughter and I. And it's become a it's become a city and a state where the the victims are the criminals and the criminals are the victims. And I don't know what to do anymore in that town uh, in terms of just walking around and not having to look over my shoulder anymore. I'm, I, I just had I just had enough of it, uh, and it's unfortunate because it's it's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's so upsetting. I feel the same way in New York. Walking around, there's homelessness everywhere, and you're worried about crime. Everything is locked up in the in the Walgreens and the CVS shops because of all of the theft. How different is it in Florida right now? What have you found after your move? I found that. In all the best possible ways, that Florida is pretty much what what America was like 50 years ago. Wow! It's just people hanging out. Everything's wide open. It's free. 
uh, the people that I meet um, are all just nice. And there's, there's, uh, there seems to be no attitude down here. I mean, listen, no place is perfect, but it's, it's just a different feel here. It, it really is. And somebody told me that a little while back, and I went, oh, come on, come on. And they're right. It's, um, it's clean. You don't see graffiti. You don't see homeless. So it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But there's also a cost. It's gotten very expensive. They're raising taxes. They're pretty much crowding out businesses and individuals uh, because of all of the expenses, right, in California. Yeah. Um, the, the amount of money that you save, which really kind of was, uh, wasn't even on my radar screen uh, when we first decided to come down here, is a lot in terms of car insurance, health insurance, home insurance, uh, car registration. Uh, it, it's, it's maybe half and more than half of what it was, of what it is in California. And you don't, and you don't realize it because you live in, in these, you know, I lived in California and it's so incremental. And all of a sudden, what am I paying for car insurance? How much is it? Oh my right. God. I, 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 it's crazy. So, but when you go to States that are, that are not, um, as uh, as as tax as high taxed as California, you realize that it's it's a more much infinitely more affordable place to live. Yeah, and what the lawmakers are realizing now is that money is mobile. You can go wherever you want. You were not you you weren't born in California. You you were well. You lived in Brooklyn, where I lived in in Diker Heights growing up. Yep, yep. So you you if you uh, I am lucky enough, Maria, and I've been blessed. God has been good to me uh, that I have the means and I have had the window to do this. And look, am I going to be here forever? I don't know. I thought I'd be in California forever. You are doing the best for your family. Um, great yeah. to see you again, Scott. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, neighbor, back in the day, we were neighbors right there in Diker Heights, Brooklyn. Love talking with you. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Maria. Take care. See you soon. Scott Bayo joining us. So tell me a bit about what it was like when you were a kid in the 90s in Korea with regards to eating. North Koreans are on average three to four inch shorter than South Koreans because of the malnutrition. I'm like five two, but most of North Koreans are shorter than me. So if you are above four ten feet high, you must go to military. So tons of North Korean adult men are around four ten, like even below that right now. So this severe malnutrition affects even our brain development. North Korea's average life expectancy is like, if somebody lives up to 60, we think they lived a really long life. Being in North Korea, of course, like only way for me to get my proteins were eating, you know, grasshoppers, dragonflies, a lot of insects, tree barks, plants, flowers. And that's how we survive. And most of people die in the spring because that's when there is no like really insects and plants are. And majority of people die in that time. Why are there so many stupid people? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. I think it's because so many parents don't discipline their children or make them work, but give them lots of fantasy entertainment. Does living in a fantasy land make you foolish? 
In the 1951 film Alice in Wonderland, an immature girl describes her fantasy land where true is false and false is true. If I had a world of my own, everything would be nonsense. Nothing would be what it is, because everything would be what it isn't. And contrarywise, what it is, it wouldn't be. And what it wouldn't be, it would. You see? So limit your children's entertainment and help them enjoy reality instead and get them out of the godless government schools. SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. to eat uh, an afternoon meal at some friend's house. It was Mother's Day, and uh, as we were sitting there, in walked Kevin and Carrie Clark, and they live in the neighborhood. They saw all those cars over here, so after they were kind of done eating and had a little celebratory time with Mom, uh, Kevin and Carrie, that's husband and wife, came over there they and their two sons runs run allen's auto body and that's where I, anytime i have a problem with my car i need to put some new headlights in or i need to uh fix a you know a ding in the front where somebody backed into the front of my car or fix whatever uh kevin is my stop and a lot of my friends stop there as well and get things fixed so uh anyway he gave a shout out and and thanked us for uh promoting his business on the air so uh, he's down here in Yuba City as well. I know some of you don't live out here in California, but these guys are making it possible for me to be where you are. So at Tea Garden and Sutter Street, that's a corner in, in Yuba City, you'll see a, a glowing yellow building. That's where he is, Allen's Auto Body. You don't even know the number. Once you get down to Tea Garden and Sutter with your GPS, uh, you'll it, it's glaringly yellow. Pretty. It's pretty. And stop in there and see Kevin and his wife works in there and his two sons, uh, two grown sons, and they're doing a, a great job for people. He has a, a regular landline-type number, so you can just call and leave a message or call at 530-671-1057, 671-1057. If you don't get them, just leave them a, nu a number. And um, they work Monday through Friday over there. Will works like eight days a week it's unbelievable what will does he just because they're so busy over there they're always they're hiring workers and and uh and and you know in business not everybody stays some people have to move so you you go down a worker you pick up a worker you go back and forth back and forth back and forth that's just the life of being in small business i want to talk about this because it really uh it it there's so many lessons in this little situation you probably, even if you were poor in school, you may have heard of a woman named Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. You, I'm drinking cold tea here to keep me chilled down here. Rosa Parks, you remember her? She's the one back in the days in the South where uh, people couldn't just get on a bus if you were riding to mass transit. You just couldn't get on the bus and sit anywhere you wanted. And uh, so Rosa was uh generally there was a place for blacks that they usually 
were pushed to the back of the bus. And so Rosa uh, resisted being forced to sit any particular place, and, and then there was a, a blow-up of her being removed from the bus. Rosa Parks. She's famous and uh, kind of an icon. She was famous as an icon in the civil rights movement. Everybody, oh, oh, Rosa Parks, blacks, oh, Rosa Parks, we love Rosa Parks. Oh, well, you know, she was a Rosa, she's ty- she's the type of person like a Rosa Parks, right? I wanted to show you the hypocrisy of all this. Rosa Parks, uh, you know, it's interesting. After the, the uh, cameras are off and the lights are shut off for the cameras and all the action goes down and the media goes away, what happens to people like Rosa Parks? Well, Rosa got to get lit, get up in the morning Wash her face, fix her hair, put on a little makeup, find her dress, and figure out what she's going to do with her life, right? She she made headlines. Not that she was trying to draw a lot of attention. She just stood up against unrighteousness, and she became a name for all to remember in the United States. But life goes on, and stuff happens to her good, and stump, stuff happens to her bad, just like happens to you. So um, days after her de- death... Uh, she died of 80, at 87 years of age on February uh, 10th. Uh, I'm not sure what year that was. Uh, this article I'm reading, it was written in uh, October 26, 2020. So it may have been that year, but I'm not sure. But possibly. She was 87. And uh, days after her passing... An article by Sports Business Daily, kind of an odd place to write an article about Rosa Parks, right? First thinking. It said it was published three years ago, so now I, uh, th- maybe more will come out here. Let me just tell you the highlights here. So there's an article written in Sports Business Daily, and uh, then it, it kind of surfaced in different publications. The report includes documentation from a judge, Damon Keith. This is a regular judge, Damon Keith who provided a check of $2,000 dated November 1, 1994. The check was written from Little Caesars Enterprises, in other words, Little Caesars Pizza Enterprises. And it was a check written in 1994, November 1, to Riverfront Apartments. Why would Little Caesars Pizza write a check in November 1, right at the start of the month, to Riverfront Apartments. Sounds like he's paying somebody's rent, right? Because it's right at the start of the month. And uh, in a photo embedded in this article, uh, this judge, Damon Keith, who was asked to handle this check, uh, it was shown the check and who was who was written by. And uh, what had happened is Rosa Parks, as she had gone over the life, one day... This happens to lots of people, not everyone, but lots of people. After Parks was, she got robbed, and she was assaulted in her home in 1994. Uh, and Damon Keith, the judge, said he assisted with finding Parks a safe place to call her home. I don't know whether Damon Keith was black or white. That doesn't make any difference to me, but it probably makes a difference to a lot of other racist people. Rosa Parks was black. She was a hero in American civil rights movement. She was robbed and assaulted in her home. In other words, somebody did a home invasion on here. Alfred Taubman, who owned the Riverfront 
complex worked with Damon Keith in order to assist Parks. In other words, she was in bad need of medical care, took her money. She was short on money. And um, the a wealthy businessman heard about this. Almost sounds like a Donald Trump situation. Trump has lists and lists of people he's helped this way. This man uh, was a guy named Mike Illich. Michael or Mike Illich, he was the founder of Little Caesars Pizza. And uh, he was the type of guy that Jesus would like because he didn't brag about where he did his charity. You know, a lot of Christians today post on Facebook if they cook some tri-tip for somebody do, do a kind gesture for somebody. They they say, look at me, look at me, look at me. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a love sign, little heart. Tell me how wonderful I am. You couldn't live without me. Stroke, 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 stroke. Jesus says, those are the type of people who don't deserve anything, right? Don't, don't let your right hand know what you do. That's what Jesus said. That's the kind of guy Michael Illich was, the founder of Little Caesar's Pizza. He did lots of acts of kindness. You know when people found out about it? After Mike Illich died. And so this was revealed that Mike Illich heard about this. Mike Illich, you might say, well, I've never heard of Mike Illich. Who is he besides owning Little Caesars Pizza? Well, he, he, pretty, he, he made a, a really good living selling pizza. He ended up owning the Detroit Red, Wing, Red, Red Wings hockey team, the Detroit Tire, Tigers Major League Baseball team. So he died uh, at 87. And uh, he began to pick up, he contacted Damon Keith, the judge, and said, I want to give you some money. Can you just handle paying off, paying her apartment rent and making sure she doesn't have any needs? That sounds like a Donald Trump type thing, right? He did a lot of this. Of course, the the media uh, mocked it, but uh, many people, uh, their ranch was saved, they they. He paid somebody else's apartment that was a famous singer, I think, after her parents were murdered or something. I mean, it was just, I mean, there's too much to even mention here. I'm just trying to focus on Rosa Parks. So the writer says it's important that people know what Mr. Mike Illich did for Mr. Miss Rosa Parks because it's symbolic of what he has always done for people of our city in Detroit he's talking about. The Tigers general manager, Al Avila, described Illich as someone who always was there to give us whatever we needed because he wanted greatness and happiness for all of us. Way to go, Mike Illich, and way to go to exemplify the type of charity and benevolence that Jesus taught us how to do it. Keep your mouth shut. Don't put the cameras on yourself. Don't write articles about yourself like, how great am I, right? People in this area just drive me up the wall, not because of what they do, but everybody's got to know it every time they do it. It just makes me <coughs> sick to my stomach. So uh, anyway, here's something about the Rosa Parks deal. When I was telling you about Rosa Parks, where was Al Sharpton? Where were all the black charlatan leaders that run around when somebody claimed somebody did something to them and they're lying like somebody a white guy raped me a white guy a white guy stripped me the guy white white guy beat me up i got a white guy shot me and somebody hung a noose and it's all fraud right 
they're all there to collect all the attention, right? And uh, Jesse Jackson, remember Jesse Jackson? All these people are total crooks. Where, are, where was the NAACP to take care of Rosa Parks? I could see, does it blow your mind that Rosa Parks today, they make money on Rosa Parks' name today. None of them came forward. Not one black person. Not one. Not one black organization. Not the Southern Poverty Law, law uh, Group. The radical left-wing law group. Not the a, uh, NAACP, not the ACLU, none, none of the liberal groups came by, come by. It wasn't that she was uh, negligent with her money, wasteful with her money. She got a home invasion, an elderly woman who we should be watching out for all those women in our society, elderly men and women. No one in those bigger organizations came by to help, of all people, Rosa Parks, of all people. And it took this guy to do an anonymous donation. Not one month. He took care of her for the rest of her life. He covered her costs, just like a, any good son would do to an elderly mother. Has that been lost in America? My father visited his mother every single day in the last parts of her life. When she was in, in her uh, L, uh, Social Security years, which there was no Social Security for her. He stopped and checked on her every single day. She needed anything, he, he covered it, my father. That's just normal. It's not, not something we print in the paper, have to print in the paper. That's normal. That's normal. This man took care of her, and I'm sure he asked himself this question. If I could talk to Mike Illich, I would say, Mike, did you hear of anybody else wanting to help her? Come on, man. You're kidding me. Jesse Jackson, no. Al Sharpton, no. The Black Panthers, no. The hypocrisy, Oprah. Where was Oprah? Right? Oprah, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm helping people. I gave them a car. But of all people, wouldn't you want to have your name down in history as helping Rosa Parks, a woman that, I don't know what she did. I can't remember what Rosa did. Was she a cleaner? Was she a maid? Did she take care of somebody's children? This is so disgusting. This is so symbolic of the hypocrisy of the black community and the liberal community. And I don't even know. It doesn't say Mike Illich was a conservative or a liberal, or a communist. I don't care what he was. He was a class human being. I don't care what his political philosophy was. The act of what he did in, in, uh, in humility, without anybody knowing, and using an intermediary to handle it, Damon, Damon Keith, who's a judge, don't even, it doesn't even talk in here of the article. The only person that you know might be black is Rosa Parks. Didn't even say she was black. It just said she was an iconic civil rights leader. But nobody came to her aid except a wealthy pizza man, Mike Illich, who not only was generous with people he didn't even know, 
a woman that was uh, hurting. But he also was very generous and kind as his uh, the people that played ball for him or played hockey for him. Tigers, Detroit Tigers and the uh, the hockey team over there. You know something, people? When you see stuff on the news, I tell people all the time, please, please. If you don't want to be mentally deranged, turn off the television. Please turn it off. Never watch it again. If you can't figure out something else to do, you need to get some help in your life. You really, you seriously need help. Reading, looking on the internet, looking at research material, historical material on the internet, studying, reading, listening. Much better, much better, much better. Yeah, you have to, you have to parse what you're reading and listening to. But I'm telling you, you are being psyoped. You are being manipulated by the television, and you're not learning what you should be learning. If it wasn't for this article and it wasn't for what I'm saying, people would not know and assume that Rosa Parks probably died a grand old lady with plenty of money in a secure household with a wall around it like the Obamas have. Oh, did I not mention the Obamas didn't help her? Oh, Rosa Parks, Obama loves Rosa Parks. You know what I, you know, Jesus said, you know, if, if you love me, you will stretch your stuff and do something about it. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Peter, do you love me? Asked him three different times. Could we said, Obama, do you love me? Obama, do you love me? Obama, do you love me? Sharpton, do you love me? Sharp, you do you love me? Right? Do they love Rosa? They don't love Rosa. Do you know that Barack Obama, his brother lives in, was it Kenya? In a hut. Even if I wasn't close to my brother and I had a bajillion dollars, I would remove him from the hut. I, I got to have a half brother. These people are not good people. I could call them all kinds of names. I, I sat in an anger management class that a fellow in town here taught, and then I kind of sidekicked with him on it. And I was impressed by, he said, you shouldn't call people names. Talk intelligent to people. And I, I try to remind myself of that. Right? I could call people a lot of names, and they deserve it. Let me just say this. These are not nice people. Many of the people that you look at on the on the media every day that are running this country are not nice people. It's sad to say. It is sad to say that. But I, I assure you they are not nice people. And they, they do things for show. You know, Jesus said, this isn't a religious program, but I, I tell you, I, I learned a lot from the Bible. And I liked it when Jesus said, don't do things to draw attention to yourself. I've seen, I've listened to people talk and, and they can get through a whole speech with ever using the word I. And they advocate staying away from talks where you say, I, 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 I. If you listen to Barack Obama, he'll have 100 or 200 eyes in one little speech. I did this. Well, then I did this. Well, I think this. Well, I felt this. Try it sometime. Jesus said, don't draw attention to yourself when you want to go help somebody. Just help them in secret. And you'll get your reward. 
Mike Illich got his reward. I'm telling you, all these people I see around town, oh, they're kind of what the new generation of Christians coming up. The young bucks, yeah, 30s, in their 30s. Oh, they are all about, oh, well, I, got, I started this. Well, yes, I, 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 I. We did, we, 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 we. It's unbelievable. You know, Kevin Kiley went to uh, con- Congress. He he could he ran for governor. I think he got cheated out of that election. I think it was an illegal election here, fraud election. We ended up trying to recall Gavin Newsom. Kylie would have made a great governor. So he decided to, instead of being an assemblyman again in the state of California, from Northern California, he decided to run for Congress in a new district because we lost, we had to reshuffle our districts because California is shrinking. People are saying, I love the state. I mean, the mountains and the valleys and the, the weather. I love the geography. I hate the politics. So they're leaving. I think 500,000 people have left in the last couple of years. I'm going to pick this up, and we're going to start the third segment in just a moment. Recognize the men who've hacked the system. Hack the system. Once mediocre in the men's division, now cream of the crop in the women's. From mediocre to champion. You couldn't cut it with the boys, so you pushed women off the podium. Real man steal first place. Because without you, sports would be fair. Without you, women's sports would be for, well, women. The official way to immigrate into the United States is very similar to most countries. File an immigrant petition with the government and upon approval, apply for a visa. You will then have to maintain a productive status for several years if you want to consider citizenship. But there is a new system now in place. This new system is not official, nor is it legal. And it's being done by thousands of government employees who have sworn an oath to uphold the U.S. Constitution. And yet, here they all are, submitting to the United Nations agenda and committing treason. On the Mexico side, Mexican immigration officers lead crowds of people to crossing points at the border. On the American side, government workers wait for the cover of darkness, and in the middle of the night, federal employees begin processing the large crowd with mobile devices. Middle schools are used as processing centers. Buses are backed in past the media as Border Patrol use government vehicles to try blocking the cameras from filming the migrants being loaded on board and brought into the country. The migrants are given mobile phones as a digital form of ID, bus tickets, debit cards, and court dates set four years from now. 
There are no checks or balances in this new de facto immigration system, and it's turning thousands of government workers into traitors to their own country. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I've got a 12 o'clock appointment to get vaccinated. Welcome, please sit down. I heard the vaccine has a chip in it. No, there aren't any chips in it. What are you talking about? I want the chip. Come on, give it to me, damn it. Ah, a Moderna man. Yes, I'll take the Moderna, come on. If chips are what you want, chips are what you'll get. I've stuck myself with so many steroids, I won't defeat here you go, Arnold. Warning, there might be some side effects. Put it in and not worried about side effects. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. I feel fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I ain't got nothing to say I come home in the morning I go to bed feeling the same way I ain't nothing but tired Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself Hey there, baby I could use just a little hey, You can't start a fire All right. Uh, like everything's normal, we're flowing around. The technology's working. It's a little warm, but we're going to make it. Thank you, Jesus. Feeling good today. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to this meeting at Freedom Co. tonight and talking about strategy on how how to get control of Yuba Sutter County, where we live. We live in two. We have two counties kind of stuck together. We have the county seats just a river apart, so we're kind of one big city, two counties of 58 counties in California. So we have been focused on trying to create constitutional counties up here and get control of the uh, runaway government. And we started this thing called freedomco.net, as I mentioned earlier. So uh, I want to mention a couple things, people and things that are keeping us going here. And uh, thriftyrooter.net, all of a sudden, about a year or so ago, the Artemiko family said, Lou, we want to help your uh, radio, radio and uh podcast so they started sending me some money they said we like what you're talking about we're concerned we have grandkids we have children we're concerned about how things are going in the country they have had a business for almost 50 years that that's so impressive to me why is it impressive to me just i'm not blowing smoke my dad was in uh was in private enterprise he had two of his businesses destroyed by natural disasters fire and flood had start completely from scratch my uncle was a, had a, a general contracting license, built homes, and uh, on and on I could go. But uh, Thrifty Rooter is an independent business, and I am, I'm proud of these people. I, I, I admire anybody that puts all of it out there every day and goes to bed at night still thinking about their business and how they're going to make it better, keep those employees uh, satisfied, happy, taken care of, et cetera, et cetera. Thrifty Rooter's been there, done that, and has a, a whole bunch of people working for them that are out getting the job done so if you have a plumbing need and of any type uh give thrifty rooter a look and here's how you can do that you can go to thriftyrooter.net very simple thrifty rooter r-o-o-t-e-r dot net and on that website it'll tell all kinds of things they do you think well i wonder if they clean out sewage lines or they fix water lines yeah they do all that 
but they do a lot more. And so if you're out here in the rural area, I'm in the city, but we have I'm involved in things that are in the rural area. We have septic tanks, and those things can uh, cause problems. Sometimes you don't keep them maintained. They can do that for you, and they can pump the tanks. They can do a lot of things for you. So thriftyrooter.net, if you go there, it'll list all the things they do, and then you can actually just send them a little message uh, that'll immediately go over to their dispatchers uh, with your name, your phone number, your address, and basically click on these things, what you think you need, and they will be hooking up with you immediately. Or you could just call them old school style at 530-673-8201. So you might be listening from outer Slombodi and you think, oh, probably they don't go over here. So really, that's true. They they serve Northern California. And their, their kind of sweet spot is Yuba Sutter counties. And then down into Placer County, they serve the city of Lincoln. And then they go over into, into a little bit into Nevada, Butte, and Calusa County. So uh, the rest of you are just going to have to be jealous. So 530-673-8201. And the other person I want to mention is uh, North Valley Paralegal. I, I ran into Nellie Garcia right in the middle of the intersection. We stopped. It was a slow spot in the traffic, and we stopped and had a chat. Her boys are in the back seat. And we got caught up a little bit, gave a shout-out to the boys and her. And uh, But North Valley Paralegal is a great legal office. It, they're located right here in Yuba City at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard, Suite 202A. It's the old suite for Senator Nielsen. In fact, his sign is still up in the parking lot, but just ignore that. Just 202A, if you see Nielsen's sign, that's North Valley Paralegal. So Nellie Garcia will take care of you. A lot of people think, well... I probably need an attorney if I need to do a will or if I need to, you know, change some designations on the property or if I want to declare this or I want to change this or I want to move, you know, I want to probate something. Somebody died, da da da. Nope, you don't need an attorney. In fact, you can get it done easier, faster, cheaper, with nicer people going going to North Valley Paralegal. So just call her up and make an appointment. That'd be the most efficient way to do it. If you dial her up at 530-751-9289, or if you're over there on the Civic Center Boulevard and you think, oh, I'm going to go in and ask them a question, you could do that. And that's right across from the Sutter County Sheriff's Department. Very easy to get into, plenty of parking, and a safe area over there, okay? All right, let's let's get on back down here, and uh, I want to talk about Kevin Kiley because it's interesting. We have people, we have a history in this uh, Northern California of sending people to Congress that you never hear from. They never do anything significant. They vote, but they never stand up. And so it's been very interesting for me to see freshman Congress men and women, uh, Green out of Georgia, Boebert out of Colorado, uh, and now Kylie out of California. Kylie has only been in office for just a few months. And he is thrown down on the floor of the Congress. And it's what it does. You know, you know, it's kind of like you have employees in your business and then you have a, a you hire a new employee. And you have all these old, old dogs or or people have been around a while. Doesn't mean they're older, older, young. And the new guy just is all fired up. And the, and the old people start saying, hey, 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 take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. You don't have to work this hard. And the guy said, oh, no, 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 I, I'm good, I'm good. I'm, I just want to get as much done I want to do. He has his own set of values. He's aggressive. He's passionate. He wants to make a mark on the earth while he's here. 
And he makes these guys that have been getting paid, 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 uh, vacation time, uh, time off for this, time off for that, all, you know, bonuses, right? And yet this guy comes and works circles around them, or this lady comes, right? That's what Kylie has done. He makes Doug LaMalfa look really bad. And he makes all the other congressmen from California look really bad. You, f- look on YouTube and watch who's speaking on YouTube on the floor of the Congress, and you'll see Boebert. You'll, say Gre- you'll see Green. Uh, you'll see some others, but they're not from California. California people, whether they're the James Gallagher's of the Sacramento, of the state legislature, or they're the Lamalfas of the federal, they are do-nothings. They are wimps. When you look for a backbone, it's, it's tough. You need to do an MRI, and you think, I don't know whether they got one or not. So Kylie, he just did a talk on the floor of the house telling all the ailments and, and of the ailments, the downfall of San Francisco and the ailments of California. And recently he, uh, he spoke, and uh, he challenged the education secretary, on the cabinet of Joe Biden of giving false testimony. He says, in response to my questioning, in other words, uh, uh, Kylie is on the education committee. He was on the education committee here in the state when he was here. Now he's on the education because he was a teacher at one time. He's an attorney and a teacher. And he taught in some rough schools. So they put him on the education committee. He says, secretary Miguel Cardona claimed that he did not promote student vaccine mandates. Kylie said, I then read him his own past statements where he did precisely that. This is what the beauty is of the Internet. I just love it. Because you can just shove these clips and and the recordings down these people's throats because they are liars. I'm telling you, these are not good people. These are snakes. He said, Secretary could. Cardona admitted that not a single state followed. Then he said he they admitted that not a single state followed the administration's policy and implemented and, and implemented a student vaccine mandate. In other words, no other state said you have to get a shot as a student. But Newsom was the one governor to try it. And then he gave up. Kylie also said he fabricated evidence to justify mandating masks for kids. Listen, Cardona is supposed to be an educator. The guy's a liar. There, there are no masks. There never has been a mask study that in, endorsed masks. Judy Mikovits wrote a book on masks. Old book. They cause you to be sick when you suck in bacteria and it lodges an inch from your mouth and nose or a half inch. It's going to ferment there and grow there and eventually get up into your business and make you sick. If you did not have a mask to catch all that crap right in front of your nose, you wouldn't have the problems. He fabricated evidence to justify this is Cardona mandating masks for kids. And he quoted a study and the lead author of the study rebuked him for inaccurately claiming it supported mandates. It did not support mandates, the study. Mar- Cardona then publicly attacked 
the governor of Florida and Texas for opposing student mask mandates, but never once criticized Newsom for keeping schools closed. I'm telling you, Cardona, if you saw his confirmation hearings, dude, I knew that guy was a criminal. You know, I, I tell you, we put gang members in jail and we let these kind of people, the Cardonas, go or Becerra's of California. Oh, my goodness. It, it, somebody's going to have to answer for this in the next world. Kylie says, this was my second recent. Do you ever see Blamalfa write anything like this? I got something here that some, a friend of mine locally here sent me about lo, a letter from Blamalfa. It's pitiful. It is weak. You think, I don't want that guy to re- represent me. It's embarrassing. This is the second recent bewildering encounter with a Biden official, Kylie said. When I questioned the ATF director... At a judiciary hearing, he refused to say whether he agrees with the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America. This is the head of the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Bureau. And he doesn't, he doesn't support that. He wants to take away your guns. No wonder we're having all these problems. Kylie said, I spoke in favor of of our successful border security legislation and I'm now working on a bill to negate or stop sanctuary state and sanctuary city policies in California and across the country. He is he he did a 15 minute tirade against Julie Sue. Did you notice that our deficits now up to 32 billion? Do you realize that we gave over 32 billion dollars during COVID? to fraudulently fraudulent unemployment claims. We gave them to Russian mafia. We gave them to life in prison people in San Quentin. Lots of prisoners got COVID money, COVID checks, $32 billion gone. Never going to get back. Total criminal activity. Julie under Julie Sue's. You remember, I, I often say, I think people think, Oh, Lou, you're just exaggerating. I say this, and it's true. If you screw up enough in government, and I have seen it at the lowest levels of our government here, people that would get fired so quickly in the private sector, and they would, they're fine in law enforcement. They just promote them. Incompetent, lazy. They're paperweights. You, you, you see them at the local government level, welfare, social services, law enforcement. They're lazy. I'm not saying they're all that way, but I'm saying they don't. They don't have a means to get rid of them. I've had I've had chiefs say, "Oh yeah, you know we we got you know by golly if this happens, you know we have." Blah, 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 blah. They do not get rid of ne'er do wells, criminals, liars. Yep, they'll get rid of them. Dopers in 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 law enforcement. Yep, they'll get rid of them probably if they catch them. Yeah, but a guy could be a totally screw up. And not do anything with his time. Be gone all the time. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get all their vacation pay. You know, most government workers, do. You, I, I'm getting off this topic a little bit. Most government workers, you know, only work uh, 10 and a half to 11 months a year. They're not in the office for over a month a year. Do you understand that? There, there isn't any place in the world like that. And then they get paid for the rest of their life. 
Julie Sue was over a labor department in California and was a train wreck. And you know what happens? They promote her. And we are indebted to the United States government. California is because the United States government had to step in to pay our unemployment costs. You know why they were so high? Because they were giving it away to people that had no business getting unemployment checks. You ever got an unemployment check? I've never got one in my entire life. I never needed one nor wanted one. Some people don't deserve one, and they got a million dollars. They got $500,000. They, they, they jacked up. Do you know somebody filed in the name of Diane Feinstein and collected money? They just created names. Br'er Rabbit and got money. I'm being serious. So did you see LaMalfa stand up on the House floor and, and rail against Julie Sue? Nope. Anybody from California stand up and rail against Julie Sue? S-U? Nope. Just Kevin Kiley. He says the White House is pulling out all stops to save Julie Sue's nomination. This gal is totally incompetent. And 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 uh, Newsom wants her to be the labor secretary back there because it's going to pave the way for him. Says, see all our, see the kind of people I choose. Man, they go right to the top. Boom! I had her over here. Now that she's over there, let me follow her in her footsteps. I'll I'll, I'll create a country that's just like California. God forbid. Kylie said, "I'll be making a closing argument on the House floor tomorrow." Where is Lamalfa? Doug LaMalfa, did he take the jab? Does he have Gear Bar syndrome? Does he have a blood clot? Is he paralyzed? Does he have myocarditis? It's incredible, people. It's incredible. Here's his story. I'm not even going to read his. Uh, it's a letter constituents. He tells about all the bad things that are happening on. Do we need congressmen to spell out how bad things are? Baby, I do not need any help. I'll tell them. He tells, oh, this is bad. That's bad. Biden's bad. Drugs are bad. Crime's bad. Burdens on social programs. Bad, 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 bad. Then he says this. Think about this. You know, some of these people that work for these guys like LaMalfa and Gallagher, they are lame this person writes, I know uh, Lomalfa did not write this. He says, clearly, this is after he said, everything's bad. We're going to, all this money's being spent on foolish stuff. Da, 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 da. Then he says, clearly, we must take matters. I want you to think of these words if you know English. What the purpose of these words are. This is, this is smoke and mirrors. Clearly, we must take matters into our own hands to ensure our safety, our sovereignty, our prosperity, and our freedom. What exactly is he hoping we're going to do? Who's we? Does he mean the Congress? Does he mean his constituents in Northern California? Does he mean conservatives? He said Biden and the Democrats won't be bothered. He's not talking about, he's not trying to win over the Democrats. He says, clearly, we must take matters into our own hands. How do we do that in this country? Trust people like Doug LaMalfa, who's never thrown down after all the, the years he's been elected. Never see Kylie barely got his clothes unpacked back there, and he was down on the Senate floor or in the House floor, throwing down. 
Same with Green, same with Bobert. Honestly, people, you know, I, I am thankful that we got some firebrands back there because it showed, it showed how they just come and just go to work. They just go to work every day, accomplish something. Oh, that may or may not happen. Accomplish anything. I'm telling you, I've worked in an office. And I'm telling you, you can blow through the whole day and not get anything done besides talking to a bunch of people, moving a lot of paperwork around. Government thinks that they accomplish something every time they have a meeting with somebody. And talk, 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 talk. Well, I think this. Well, I think this. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, well let's talk to Susie. Well, let's, let's, let's form a committee. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't get anything done. They get paid. You know, in the government, you get paid whether you get anything done or not. I'll tell you, you're out on a paving crew in this kind of weather right now. It's hot outside, man. A paving crew, people are sweating, dropping 5, 10 pounds a, a, a week, a couple days. You're out on a paving crew. You don't carry your weight. You don't. You think you're going to keep that job? That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. How about this headline? All you people that want to move on from COVID. I remember friends. I had friends, good friends. They said, Lou, when are you going to get move on from COVID? I'm getting tired of hearing about COVID. You know, after the first few months of COVID. Here we are three, three years. When do you think we're going to get done with it? Do you think we're going to hold anybody accountable and hang anybody, shoot anybody, gas anybody? Oh, you think that sounds horrible? Yeah, we do that all the time. Criminals. That's what these people are. We're going to be right back. We're going to take a break. We're halfway through the show. Hang hang tight if you want. If not, have a good day. Last time, each of you had walked through Arlington Cemetery. Congressman, I was just there last week. I walk through there almost every day. I live in that area. And um, two years ago, Congressman, I used to be the chief of staff to the Army Secretary. Then you could all answer this question very easily. How is our headstones aligned? Are they in rows by race or by gender or by what their religious belief is or their sexual orientation? Uh, some of them are done by a religious belief. Uh, the, uh, those uh, Jewish service members are, have a, a different tombstone than a cross. Uh, but you know they are aligned diagonally and make sure they're aligned as in formation but but is it aligned by their race or by their genders it's not i'll help you with that it's aligned by who you were fighting and who you died beside what battlefield that you fell on what ultimate sacrifice that you made for this nation now that seems like a really positive thing whenever you talk about the fact that they didn't look at who it was that i was next to that i died but the fact that we were all fighting the same fight because at the end of the day we all bled green kind of the military i came from where we believed in increased lethality and readiness and not crt dei and pronouns but as i said before mr Samaras, we absolutely 150 percent can out pronoun every single one of our adversaries and china and russia i'm sure are quaking in their boots over this this week in arguments before the Supreme Court, lawyers for President Clinton asked that the sexual harassment suit brought by Paula Jones be delayed until he leaves office. According to Clinton's attorney, quote, if the president were hauled into court every time some nut accused him of sexual harassment, he'd have no time to scare up tail. All right, thank you guys for coming today. I appreciate you being here. Uh, we are gathered to pretty much do some PR for the FBI. After that Durham report dropped, the American people have 
pretty much lost all faith in that agency. So, so we need some new, some new imaging, some new ideas, some ways to kind of, you know, refresh who they are. So, uh, brainstorm, let's go, let's go. Give me some thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. I know what we should do. We should just have Director Ray kissing babies every chance he gets. Okay, put him on TV having him kiss babies. Have him uh, in front of the FBI kissing babies. Just follow him with a camera kissing babies. I mean, everybody loves that. Kissing babies. That's that's good. That, that, that's that's good. We could do that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Anybody else? What? Yeah, I like the, I like the kissing babies. I think that's good. But uh, personally, I think you should have some agents like myself involved in this whole thing. Um, I would I would I would recommend getting a bunch of agents and you know having them wave around American flags at like a highly popular Memorial Day parade. Uh, and then people will be like, oh, American flag, these people love America. Flags, I like it, I like it. Patriotism makes people, you know, have hope in America again. Okay, all right, yeah. Yeah, that's, I like it. I, I, yeah, what do you got? Yes, the flag waving is a cute idea, but in this situation, we should definitely be showing bipartisanship. We need to show the American people that the FBI is not partisan. Okay, maybe get some kind of conservative or Republican, someone on that side. I don't know many of them, but get somebody over there to hang out with Director Ray. Do a photo op, you know, splash it all over. I think that's your best bet. Bipartisan, I, I like that, I like that. Karen, Karen, what do you, what do you got? Uh, yeah, um, I think that we should maybe just, uh, delete the FBI. I'm, I'm sorry? Uh, yeah, I, I said delete the FBI. Uh, they're the ones that are undermining democracy, so we should just, just shut them down. I don't, I don't think you can just shut down the FBI. <laughs> Uh, sh sure you can. Uh, you can just, uh, sh shut them down, uh, clean house, get rid of all the corruption, and then, you know, start fresh, so. Okay, okay, S stop it, Karen. That's, that's, ri that's ridiculous. Well, I just think a lot of people have a lot of questions. Uh, like, where is Hunter's laptop? Uh, don't they have it? And why isn't anything being done about that? I, I, I mean, am I wrong on that? Uh... And what was their involvement in January 6th? Uh, and and who, who planted the pipe bombs in D.C. on January 5th? And why did the FBI raid Trump's home, but they didn't raid Biden's home? Uh, and uh, why haven't we seen Epstein's client list yet? <coughs> just... Karen, I said stop, okay? Stop! I just don't think that uh, kissing babies is going to fix the FBI, so. Okay, Karen, you can leave. You can leave. You are dismissed, Karen. You are dismissed. All right, we're starting our fourth, fourth of six segments, and I want to continue to uh, highlight people that are in my corner and have been for a long time to help me 
keep the wheels greased here on this live show and also on this podcast. And uh, one of those guys is Dr. Joe Cassidy, my friend. I just got off the phone with him a couple hours ago as he's working, and we uh, he does medical work. He's a family practitioner, doctor, medical doctor. And, but he has a specialty in how to help addicts. So he and I te- tag team, and we advertise. Like right now, I'm going to advertise for us. And I'll tell you, in fact, I had a gal just text me on Facebook, said, Lou, Lou, Lou I got an alcohol problem, and I need, to, I need help. Where do I get help? And I said, and I had a conversation. And that's happening a few times a week for me and for Dr. Cassidy, of course, as well. So what we're, he and I are trying to do is expedite or make it fast for people. Once they say, I need help, I want I'm ready. We get them going, right? We don't wait like the government does, hoping that they'll die in the streets and they don't have to spend any money on them. They'd rather have them just die waiting. You think, oh, that's not true, Lou. They, they would never do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Under Trump administration, they actually talked about it. Remember Trump and Obama? They let veterans, veterans of our wars. This is so disgusting. It, it, you know, there's something, some things about America that uh, just make – I'm embarrassed and humiliated and disgusted. And when the Veterans Administration lets our veterans, they postpone their appointments for months and years, and then they lose their paperwork, and finally they they die waiting. Trump got realized he couldn't just fire people like he did in the private sector, so what he did is did something different. He just said, "Listen, if you if you don't, if they don't give you an appointment, and you don't get in this in this amount of time. I'm gi- I'm giving you a voucher from the federal government to go to any hospital you want to go and get served." You know something? That's why you got people like Trump. Obama couldn't think through that. Bush couldn't think through that. Clinton couldn't think through that. You think the Veterans Administration got screwed up overnight? It's a big funky ver- bureaucracy. Just because it had veterans doesn't mean it's a nice place. Yeah, some people I know got really good service, but a lot of people died. Those people didn't get such good service. that died waiting. Dr. Cassidy and I are tired of waiting for government playing stupid games because they're real lives we're dealing with, right? So if you want help, he works over at Peachtree Health. I'm not giving a shout-out for Peachtree. I don't know that much about them. I know that their entry system is difficult. So I'm going to give you three different numbers. I'm going to give you the first number for Peachtree Health, 530-749-3242, 749-3242. Ask for Dr. Cassidy when they say why, just say addiction. And uh, if if somehow you can't get an appointment fast enough or they're not reasonable with you or the gal's got a bean up her nose about something, just Say, have a nice day. And we give you Cassidy's text number to text, not call. Not just like I got guys in my life that when they want me, they blow up my phone. They will leave three or four messages back to back to back to back to back in a day. They blow up my phone. Do not blow up your phone. Just send one text. If you say to me, oh, Lou, I don't have a phone I can text. I'm going to I'm going to cover it all. Just be patient. Five, three, zero. 682-8648. Text once during the day, not at night. Don't call at night. Don't text at night. During the day, 530-682-8648. You can call me or text me at night or day. If you if things are bad, if you're desperate, if you're sick and you need you need help right away and you can't wade through the 
auto assistance system at Peachtree Health, and you can't find Dr. Cassie fast enough, just call me at this number. You got it? Here we go. 530-713-1838. 713-1838. Okay? Very simple. We'll get you into a program or not into a program, depending on what's best for you. We'll get you on medication or not on medication, depending on what's best for you. We'll detox you or not detox you, depending on whether you need it, right? Every addict is very different, okay? Uh, Okay, so also I want to mention uh, plumbing doctor Ted Holmes, who has a construction firm, Holmes Construction, has a plumbing doctor, and also has uh, liftoff floor removal. If you need any of those things or even want to go to work for them, call 530-671-9111. 671, easy to remember, right? Lots of ones, 671-9111. They have dispatchers there, and they do all kinds of plumbing in the Yuba-Sutter County area. So sometimes plumbers focus on cleaning things out, getting the line straightened out, whatever, whatever. Homes will come in, and if you've got a really big problem, I had a really big problem recently and had to remove a wall go up and redo stuff up in the building, plumbing stuff that was broken inside the wall, up n- not just under the toilet. So in that, ca- in that case, the plumbing doctor does more than just the average plumber. So anyway, if, uh, if you can use their help, remember 530-671-9111. Okay, here we go. So L- LaMalfa uh, is really uh, is an empty suit. So I want I want to give you 10 stages of genocide. A lot of people think COVID was just something that developed accidentally, surreptitiously developed, and then our wonderful healthcare system swung into action to come up with all these amazing solutions. That's 100% wrong. COVID was planned, it was devised, it was created in a lab. It was weaponized in a lab to be stronger than the average virus. And it was released on the population. But worse yet, the remedy. Have you ever heard of anybody like a, like a spouse poisoning their spouse? This is, what, this is what spouses do that hate their spouse. They, they cause their spouse to die. The COVID remedies were designed to kill people. Keeping people isolated from people causes people to be depressed and commit suicide. Keeping people that are needy people from support groups cause people to relapse and get begin to use and end their life. Keeping people separate by six feet apart or ten feet apart or on X's on the floors or whatever cause people to be estranged from people, cause depression and mental illness. Telling people they can't go to work is a depressing situation and caused the country, the middle class and small businesses to go broke. All this was completely managed, devised for years and then released on the country. And our local uh, Politburo supervisors and health officer Fong Lu embraced it with with glee. You know why? Because they got millions and millions and millions of dollars to say whatever they were told. So you think, wow, I didn't know. Are we killing the Jews now? What what are they killing? They're killing people because they think we have too many people on the planet. And uh, 
the World Health Organization thinks we ought to get it down to about 500 million. If that's hard for you to figure out, that means getting rid of about 7 billion people. You might think that's impossible. Oh, no, no, no. They've already got rid of a billion. Just overnight. So they don't care necessarily what flavor gets killed like the Nazis did. They, the Nazis didn't just kill Jews, but they, they had a particular disdain for the Jews. The global cabal has a particular disdain for Americans because they're free. And they aren't compliant to communism. Also, they have a particular disdain for small business men and women because they're free and they're not they're not easily pushed down with the thumb. The 10 stages of genocide are first classification. People are divided into us versus them. Remember, we had the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed, the mass versus the unmasked, right? Then there's a symbolization. People are forced to identify themselves. Who are you anyway? Are you vaxxed, right? Anytime you fell out anything, or did you get, how many shots did you get? Did you get this? People put making out false. I was helping people make fake cards, the whole thing. Discrimination is number three. Classification, symbolization, discrimination is the third step. People begin to face systemic discrimination. Oh, yeah, you can't come in here because you're not jabbed. You can't come in here because you don't have a mask on. You can't come in here because you haven't had a PCR test. Dehumanization. People equate are then equated with animals, vermin, or diseases. So conservatives are classified in that way on mainstream media. Flat earth people. They're animals, you know. They're going to kill us all because they won't get the jab. Number five is organization. The government creates specific groups like the police and the military to enforce these Nazi policies. Number six, polarization. The government broadcasts propaganda to turn the populace against the group. All you have to do is look at, uh, uh, go on YouTube and then put in Fong Lu, Dr. Lu, P-H-U-O-N-G. And then L-U-U, Fong Lu. And look at all her uh, YouTube clips. Total propaganda. And she even got upset at people. You got to do this and you got to do that. And you're causing us all kinds of problems. You're making us sick and you're causing our numbers to be up, right? Totally polarization. Wrong. Propaganda was not true. Nothing about what she said was true. Go get the shot. Go get the flu shot. Go get this shot. Go get that shot. It's all going to be good. You can re- you can go back to society. You can take off your mask. Fong Lu, this is a $330,000 paid medical professional that's never seen a patient, but the supervisors gave her full reign to uh, get on people's situation. Stay in your house. If you cross outside of your house, I'm going to s- uh, your property line, I'm going to send the police over. Then there's preparation, official action to remove and relocate people. They did that around the world. Didn't do it locally here. Persecution, beginning, the beginning of murders, theft of property, trial massacres. That certainly happened here. They allowed Antifa to burn anything they want. Didn't do a thing to them. But if you stood up against COVID, they would arrest you. 
Beginning of murder, theft of property, trial massacres, extermination, wholesale elimination of the group. It is extermination and not murder because the people are not considered human, right? You think, well, they are, well, they're still, you know, it's, it's murder. But in the government's mind, they reframe things in new language so it doesn't sound like it's murder. Just like abortion is murder. It's not abortion, it's murder. It's not planned parenting, it's murder. It's not choice, it's murder. And then finally, denial. Just like what's happening now throughout our local government, you can see it in the supervisors, you can see it in Fong Lu, you can see it all, oh, we didn't, we weren't forcing anybody. Oh, well, we didn't do that. We didn't say that. Denial. The government denies that it has committed any crime. That's the 10 stages of genocide. Now, you remember the government said, we're going to put, Everybody that comes to the hospital, we want everybody that comes to the hospital for any reason. They come in the hospital to get stitched up. They get come in the hospital, they got an infected toe. They come in the hospital, they're constipated. They come in the hospital, they got an irritated eye. They got sand in their eye. Their shoulder's out of joint. Test everybody for COVID. And the PCR test would say that they're all COVID positive. Even though they're not sick, they don't have any symptoms. They put them down as COVID positive, positive. Why would they do that? Because they got paid when they took that test. And if you were in there for 10 days, they would test you every single day. Then do you remember when Trump was saying he was trying to get some of the manufacturers of other products in the United States to just like in the wartime when they switched from building Chevrolets to building armaments, they switched from building products to building ventilators because they said everybody's going to be on a ventilator and end up in the hospital on a ventilator, and that's going to save their life. No, nope. that wasn't what happened, but ventilators did just the opposite, and the government knew it. Not Trump, but the medical czars like Fauci knew it. They knew that the ventilator would actually kill people and cause rem- the, the remdesivir, which was mandated to the hospital by Tony Fauci, their remdesivir would cause their organs to shut down. The ventilator would cause them to go into pneumonia and they would die. And they wouldn't allow, they, they eliminated the patient's bill of rights, so they wouldn't allow their loved ones to come and be with them. And many loved ones tried, and I have a story here, I don't know whether I'll have time to get, get with it, of this guy that died just as I'm talking about said it turns out that the Wuhan coronavirus or COVID-19 would not would have mostly been just another seasonal flu uh, illness uh, with an average death rate had the powers that be not force ventilators onto sick patients the use of ventilators through the pandemic a new study has found resulted in many patients developing a secondary bacterial pneumonia infection, which is directly responsible for a large percentage of deaths during that during that time that were ultimately blamed on the COVID. So we blamed it on COVID, but actually it was hospital. It was medical murder, hospital homicide. You, you ever heard of a person go to the hospital for one thing and then they get infected in the hospital? Hospital isn't always the best place unless they need to f- actually repair something. But the protocols that were given the hospital They were told to the hospital to do this when this happened. Instead of like use your medical best judgment as a doctor, they told them what they had to do. And they said, if you do that, we're going to give you a lot of money. I got another article on that. I don't know whether I have time to talk about it or not. 
people tried to help and listen in on what was happening to their loved ones, and uh, they were rebuffed by the system. In fact, some law enforcement had to remove them from the hospital. They said what the study discovered is that one of the prevailing theories about the cytokine storm, which was an inflammation storm in the in the system, they, the theory was the cytokine storm uh, was responsible for the severe COVID deaths is absolutely not true. What's true? The real cause involved the use of mechanical ventilators. And the mechanical ventilators caused their system, the breathing system, to actually collapse. You'd think it'd be the opposite. First time I ever heard this was from Judy Mikovits. So they literally killed people. Said the reason why ventilators and other deadly interventions such as remdesivir were used through COVID is because the government was reimbursing hospitals large amounts of money for every patient that was placed on them, regardless of the health outcome. In other words, they die, they live, don't make no difference. Same amount of money. Because of this, many people died who otherwise would have lived had real treatments been administered. It cannot be stressed enough that if COVID was treated just like other coronaviruses, including the common cold. Did you know the common cold was COVID virus? Coronavirus? Yep. Millions more people would have lived, but instead they died because of all the hysteria and misinformation that was spread by the government. Not spread by the media, spread by the government. Well, it was spread by the media because the government paid them to say that. You think, oh, Lou, you're just exaggerating. No, 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 no. The media actually is inventing it now. They'll tell, tell how many bajillions of dollars they got. Fox News included. All the way, MSNBC, all the way, all of them, pretty much all of them. And the pharmaceutical industry and the government paid for it, both of which pushed ventilators, remdesivir, face masks, and later the so-called vaccines. Every one of those four things is killing everybody. The long, the relatively long length of stay among patients among with COVID-19 is primarily due to prolonged respiratory failure, placing them at high risk. I got to let it go and move on. I'm just telling you the truth, people. And, and I'm trying to tell why, 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 why should we even go over this? Because this government is corrupt and they, they brought this on you. You didn't do anything wrong. You may have made a wrong decision about taking the jab or wearing a mask or taking your kids out of school. Did you know that there was no evidence that keeping kids in school was going to be a problem? Did you know that not every country in the world took their kids out of school and they did just fine? Did you know that uh, Rochelle Walensky, who is a medical prostitute, Ended up the head of the CDC. She did not make the decision, nor did the CDC make the decision to remove kids out of school. You know who made the decision? The teachers' union said, we don't want to do school. And Rochelle Walensky said, okay. And they said, pull all the kids out of school. It was not a health decision. They made it sound like it. But it was, it was a wine garden. You see her. She looks like a, she acts like a man. It's a female. And she's a raspy old bitch. I, she deserves it. She shut down the lives of millions of children. No, she didn't care. And and do you know something about this? Oh, I gotta take a break. We're at the end of our fourth segment. We'll be right back. Talk about the midnight 
As illustrated in RFK Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci, AIDS and AZT was Fauci's first official go at state-sponsored depopulation. Celia Farber writes that Peter Staley is the most iconic AIDS activist in the world and that he was the guy who made AZT happen. The well-hyped media story goes something like this. Young gay activist Peter Staley came out as a homosexual in 1985 and inspired his older brother, Jess Staley, to join him in the fight against AIDS, which for them meant demanding more drugs, faster drugs, and cheaper drugs from Big Pharma. While posing as the voice of the downtrodden LGBTQ consumer, with the almighty support of the mainstream media behind them, the two brothers demanded that Big Pharma put speed ahead of safety and efficacy. This campaign directly resulted in the rapid FDA approval of AZT in 1989. Big profits were made, shortcuts were taken, and AZT killed thousands. Jess Staley worked for J.P. Morgan Chase and became a pioneer of woke LGBTQ banking. And after 30 years at J.P. Morgan and nine years as CEO of Barclays Bank in the UK, he resigned last year after an investigation into his ties with Jeffrey Epstein was launched as part of a U.S. Virgin Islands lawsuit. According to the lawsuit, J.P. Morgan knowingly, negligently, and unlawfully provided and pulled the levers through which recruiters and victims were paid and was indispensable to the operation and concealment of the Epstein trafficking enterprise. Human trafficking was the principal business of the accounts Epstein maintained at J.P. Morgan. Jess Staley exchanged several hundreds of emails with Jeffrey Epstein, some of them coded like the infamous Pizzagate emails. Staley to Epstein, say hi to Snow White for me. Epstein to Staley, what character would you like next? Staley, Beauty and the Beast. Jess Staley is accused of forcibly and violently raping one of the victims and is said to have told her that Jeffrey Epstein authorized him to do whatever he wanted to her. Jess Staley was set to take over for Chase CEO Jamie Dimon, who some believe will be charged with criminal conspiracy for his service to Jeffrey Epstein's child sex trafficking operations. A New York federal judge threatened J.P. Morgan Chase with contempt of court if it does not speed up in producing evidence related to Jeffrey Epstein. Jamie Dimon is scheduled to be questioned under oath later this month on his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Throwing gas on the fire, 19 Republican states just accused J.P. Morgan of closing bank accounts on political or religious grounds. In a letter to CEO Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan Bank is accused of canceling major organizations' checking accounts and then screening them with questions focused on religion and politics before reinstating them. The Federal Reserve Bank is not federal, and it holds no reserves. It is a private bank owned by its member banks, and overall owned by the same big banks deemed too big to fail like J.P. Morgan Chase. So when the CBDCs come to supposedly save the day, remember that these banks are run by child rapists and human traffickers. 
Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. How does one know that someone with the total physical appearance of a man, that that person really is a woman? What is the purpose of knowing another person's sexual oh. identity? Well, this is what happens whenever you ask a Just wait till you see the end of this one. transgender activist to explain even the basic premise of the movement is they'll immediately say, well, who cares? Why, why are you so obsessed with this? I'm not obsessed with this. I'm not the one who started sending men into the women's bathroom and taking away their trophies and castrating kids. Mm. Well, for starters, because Tell we have it. civil rights specifically for women in the United States. We have special bathrooms for women. We have special sports leagues for women. We have all sorts of special yeah. places and rights and privileges and, and that are for women that are not for men. So if now some men are claiming a right to go into those women's bathrooms, we either have to abolish all of the special rights and privileges that have existed for women for all of human history, or they need to explain to me how those men are actually Silence. women. Where should, where, how, how and where should we dispose of the incredibly acidic, sometimes radioactive batteries that electric vehicles use? Where, where should we dispose of them? But, but that argument, you see, it's a, it's a straw man because you're answer just- Answer the question. No, I am answering question. You can't answer the question because deep down you know that cobalt-powered batteries are worse for the environment than liquid and natural gas and nuclear power. So you come up on here to try to virtue signal, I love the environment, but as soon as you ask me about the incredibly environmentally inefficient, destructive, animal-killing, acidic-producing batteries, you're a strong man. You're out of time. Thanks for being here tonight. Next question. Okay, hold that thought about schools. And uh, I want to mention Dave Green's construction. I got a call from Dave. I got some repairs to do in my backyard where we had to dig it all up. I had a lot of plumbing problems here a few months ago, and their crew from Green's Construction's coming over to fill my hole, put in a new clean-out, repair my patio, which has a brick facade on the top. And... Uh, get it all slicked back up for me and they're coming over he said sometime next week it's good so dave does all kinds of remodeling they, do, they can do anything you can imagine but they get known for kind of big things like you know broad things like kitchens and baths right so they do the whole meal deal strip the whole thing out or they they partially redo it all maybe they save the cabinets and redo the cabinets there work around them, or they pull everything out, put in the, everything in new. They do all kinds of approaches, depending each on the kitchen and the bath. So you can find out about his stuff without even talking to him. Uh, you can just, uh, I'm going to give you the number right here, and, and he's got a couple uh, social s platforms. And, uh, sorry, my phone went off when it wasn't, was turned on stay off and it was overcoming it anyway you can go to dave greenitz dave greenitz construction facebook page green greenitz is green the color with etz on the end greenitz construction dave greenitz construction just put that in your search for facebook or you could go to his website at greenitzconstruction.com 
and at both places you're going to see before and after pictures and and the and the cool thing is even if you didn't see the before the after is okay what kind of work did they do how's it look would you be satisfied with that thing and you can you can think about it pause you can enlarge it you can play around with it check check those photos out And, and maybe there's kitchens that kind of look like the size of your kitchen and you could look at the before and you think, wow, that sounds looks like my before kitchen. Looks like my kitchen now, right? And wow, we could have that over there. Well, you can. You can. And they work with super designers, top-notch subcontractors. I know a lot of them. I know them personally. They're good people. They do good work. So Greenest Construction, you can uh, go to those two platforms, greenestconstruction.com or Dave Greenest Construction Facebook page. Or you can dial him up. You can text or dial him at 530-682-9602, 682-9602. And um, I think you're going to really be pleased. But pictures is better than my talking about it. Go see the pictures. All right. So I wanted to tell you, if wherever you see the COVID rules and they said, oh, we're doing it for your health. We're doing it to save society. How come you don't want to get the jab? Because aren't you, aren't you, if you don't care about yourself, don't you care about others? Did you see all that pressure? They said, oh, we didn't pressure anybody. Oh, you can't come to work here. I just heard somebody, they're trying to get a job and they can't get it. They they won't take them unless they get jabbed. We're talking right now, not, not a month ago, not six months ago, right now. So when you look behind all this, all the science, there wasn't any science. There was no science. You say, oh, Lou, there's 80% science. There was no science. It was 100% bullshit. You with me? I can say that on here. I can't say it on the radio. But that's what it was. It was 100% bullshit, and they had you all confused and in fear, right? You were washing your hands. You were scrubbing. Somebody was laughing. We were talking about it. They said, you know, you couldn't buy any alcohol, you know, the rubbing alcohol, the cleaning alcohol you clean things with. Anything that had to do with cleaning, you couldn't buy any during COVID because people just bought it off the shelf to like, they thought they were saving their lives by scrubbing down the counter three times or four times a day with something that was going to sterilize it. Just the opposite. We need the bugs in our system to keep us buff, to keep our system buff, the immune system. If you don't have an immune system because you got everything so sterilized, then when you get something up against you, you don't have anything to fight with, okay? So behind every one of these have-tos was money. The schools got money. The counties got money. Big money. They got bought off. They didn't have to believe in what they're doing. They just got lots of money. And, you know, then they excuse, oh, well, that's what we just did, what we were told. Yeah. Go look at some of the old Nazi videos and see what they said. So I just was looking at uh, some some numbers here for Marysville Joint Unified School District. I saw their rebuilding after my friend Doug after my friend Doug Eshman worked years and years and years and years and years and got the top grades in the in the whole district. They never liked Doug. Then he retires to take care of his sick wife, and uh, now they're gonna they've got the whole place under construction over there. Now where'd they get all that money? Did you know that the when the kids were at home trying to figure out what to do with their lives, Marysville Joint Unified School District got $57,374,255.18, or about $6,306 for every student during COVID. 
from the government. And all they need to do is spend it. If they don't spend it, they have to give it back by September, I think, of 2024. So they're furiously getting rid of this money. Think the unions got some of this money? You bet they did. Do you think they'd do it again? Do you think they would take your kids and send them home? Does anybody, if you text me, 530-713-1838, if you had a good experience with Zoom and you think your kid thrived during this time, give me a shout out. These people, I'm telling you, government pays you to do stupid stuff. They pay you to kill people. They They pay government education systems or ruin your education. Yuba City Unified got 58,000, sorry, 58,065,724.67 or $5,163.65. You think, wait a minute, that's less than Marysville. How come they got less? Because their students have a higher standard of living. And so our government rewards schools that fail more. Supposedly kids that are poorer are stupider. They're only stupider when you don't teach them. Poor kids, just because they don't have a lot of money in the bank, does not make them stupid. Teachers make them stupid. Yuba City Charter School got $1,565,787.10 or 6080 So maybe the, their, their students are lower poverty or higher poverty, more poverty. Marysville Charter School of the Arts, I don't know why they hardly got anything. They got chump change of $173,797 or $403 a student. They paid people to keep you out of school. Do you understand this? Do you think any of those administrators are going to say, no, 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 we, we want the kids. Just pay us for butts in, butts in the seat. We don't need the $58 million. No, no, no. We'll just take the regular money and we'll, we'll, just, we'll do school as usual. We think we're good. We want to teach. Don't no, we don't want to stay at home. They didn't do that. You see where their hearts is? You know, I was telling somebody the other day, I was fascinating. It's I don't know what's in John 10. Jesus is talking about the difference between a true shepherd of sheep and a hireling. You know, if you got a shepherd that those are his sheep, he's gonna fight that wolf to death. If you got a hireling and you got a wolf comes in, he will run for it. A hireling. Teachers and this government union stuff, they're hirelings. They are not laying down their life for the sheep. They're hirelings. They got a chance to stay home for two years and get 58, 57, 58 million dollars. They said, we're taking it, baby. Take the money and run. It's like that show where the uh, football player and the and the uh, sports agent and he says, show me the money, Jerry. But these people, they sold their students out for money. They said, let's kill the addicts. Let's kill the old people and let's blow off the middle class because the rest of them will be compliant because they're all real hookers at heart. The average student, the average district throughout California got $4,300 per student for not teaching them, for not holding school. And the reason it's an average is because some very expensive districts like down in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, et cetera, they hardly got any money because they thought, oh, rich kids do better in school. Listen, rich kids is where the good teachers are. They flee 
the lousy schools. That's all I like about Kevin Kiley. He taught for a couple of years. I think he taught English and he taught in the tough schools. After this, this is all federal money. Cal, the California state legislature authorized $2 billion on top of this. You think that you think that the school unions don't control this government? We, we don't, we have, we have political prostitutes. The, you know, I'll name them locally. James Gallagher. He makes decisions based on a handful of constituents, not, not on his constituents that serve him here. Doug Lamolfa, same way. Senator Nielsen, same way. These are con- the Doug Lamolfa is at the Congress. Nielsen. Now we got a guy named uh, Roger Niello, former car, car, big car dealer operation. We'll see how he does. But generally, they're all bought out. Or they find something funky on them. Either cheating on their wife or they're a pedophile or, or something. They stole some money somewhere. So they all go along. You think, oh, well, they're not going to go along with people die. Oh, yes, they did. COVID's killing millions of Americans. Oh, let me see. I said that wrong. COVID didn't kill anybody. It was how they dealt with it. You know, before they called it COVID, when people got the common cold, I remember they told my mother and father, actually, they didn't get a chance to tell my father. He didn't last very long after they discovered leukemia. But my mom died after five years of fighting cancer. And they said, you're really never going to die of cancer. Your immune system is going to get so weak that anything will kill you, like the common cold. And that's what that's what happened with COVID. People had a bad heart. People had diabetes. People had high blood pressure. People couldn't breathe. COPD. And then when they got a bad cold and they didn't stay on top of it, they didn't take vitamins. They didn't take ivermectin. Do you know that the hospitals refused to give people hydroxy? The family came and said, please just give them this and, and we're fine with you. Just give them vitamin D, vitamin C, quercetin, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. And the hospital said, no way, no way, no way. Why? Because they weren't getting any money for it. You think, oh, you, you're, you know, they really wanted to heal them. No, they didn't. They did not want to heal them. Are you, if you're still stuck there, uh, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm not going to say I'm sorry or anything. I, I don't say I'm sorry. Why, why would I say that? You, you, you're in trouble, dude, or dudette. We got a guy named Marcus Law. He's a Chinese guy. L-A-W, Marcus Law. He's the, he's the head of the. He's associate professor and associate dean in the MD program up in Canada, Department of Family and Community Medicine. He's got the alphabet soup of like 20 letters after his name. He's the big dog in Canada, and he makes up the rules on who gets to be a physician and surgeon and who who messes up when they're messing up and how to decide whether they're going to mess up. You know what they decided in Canada? The government is going to decide how you treat people, not you on the scene. The government is going to say, if Lou has these kind of symptoms, this is only what you can do and you can't do no, nothing else. And, and if you do something else and he gets healed, we are still going to call you before the medical board. It's all about your obedience to the government and not about whether you have success with your client. If you obey the government's rules of how to prescribe for people, and they die, we're good with that. I'm telling you the truth. I'm reading it. I've read the whole article. 
we're good with that. This is Canada. If you do something that's that's positive and it helps the person and they recover, but it's contrary to what we told you to, we will take your license away or, or suspend you or put you on probation or something or something or something. This is what the cabal is going to do nationwide, the World Health Organization. Dr. Law, when he was asked, when this article was written, when he was asked to respond to it, he did not respond to it. In other words, he thought, eh, that sounds like what I believe, right? The way our government, our, our, our medical industry has worked for years is that you do, don't do corporate medicine. The individual doctor does his own research and consults who he wishes, but makes the final call on his recommendation to the patient, not Peachtree Health, not Sutter North, not Adventist Hospital, not, 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 not. So when somebody like Simone Gold, who started uh, Frontline Family Doctors, Frontline, America's Frontline Doctors, she was down in the Bay Area as an ER nurse, as an ER doc. She also was an attorney. And when she was healing sick people coming in supposedly with COVID symptoms and she was using ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, she was another doctor said, hey, 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 uh, you can't do that. She said, what do you mean I can't do it? I'm a doctor. I just prescribed it and it was successful. They're not sick anymore. He said, well, it's contrary to hospital policy. This is after this is like Marcus Law. So she said, wait a minute. You mean our hospital is now telling us if this, this, and this happens, this is what you do. And if this happens, this is what you do. And if this doesn't happen, this is what you do. He said, yep. So the next person she gave the same, she had the same symptoms and she gave them one of the two ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. They fired her. That's a huge change in America. And doctors now are considering how are we going to believe in what we're do no harm, etc. How are we going to believe in what we're doing and still deliver medical care and not get our licenses stripped from us? That's one of the big issues right now in America. And you should give that some thought. It's going to be a fight and you may just hide your head in the sand or you could write a letter. You can call somebody and raise a stink, said you better not do that or I'm going to vote against you. Put pressure on them, right? All right. So. Last week when I was on the radio, Monty Hecker was active and he was he was with Elite Universal Security. And he was uh, letting me know that we were on live feed and he was letting me know he'd been he's been active lately. He had sent me a date, Dr. David Martin clip saying that what what the government of the United States were the medical side of the government. I'm including things like aren't government, like the centers for disease and control and the world health organization and the national health Institute and stuff. He said, they murdered people. They didn't make a boo boo. They didn't get confused. They, you know, it, you know, there's, have you ever been in a, a jury and you had to go in and sort out a case? And when you kill somebody, it isn't automatically murder. It could be an accident or it could be premeditated murder. That would be murder one where you thought about it and you think, I'm going to plan this. I don't like that guy and I'm going to plan this. And then you carry it out and kill him. But it was premeditated. You meditated on it. That's premeditated. COVID killing was premeditated. 
by many at the top. And you think, well, was it premeditated at the Adventist Hospital? I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether it's premeditated or it's just they're going to say, well, I was just taking my orders from the top. I think if I was an attorney, I would argue this with the the, the people that were prescribing remdesivir. I would say, did you not know this is doing this to that person? Did you not know that the previous five people died on the vent? And why would you prescribe the vent? Did you not know that other these other medications? And then you would get down to the bottom of when you depose people on who said ivermectin is not allowed in the hospital, you know, and, and the media, of course, was funded by Big Pharma to say, oh, to mock ivermectin, right, which is one of the greatest drugs in the world, to mock ivermectin, to mock hydroxychloroquine, to make it look foolish when that was actually the remedy. It was the kill shot. So anyway, uh, I wanted to, uh, Monty sent me a clip of David Martin saying, this is murder and these people need to be prosecuted. Just like people that poison people, beat people down, run over people with a truck, hang people, all those people, same, same. Except this is done on the Holocaust level. So uh, I always think of elite universal security. I just got done running off a, a whole pile of homeless people that had squatted on my friend's property. And uh, he was uh, needing some help getting them off. And they had damaged his back step. They had, uh, their, the lighting was bad on the back. It was old lighting. It was broken lighting. So we ran them off and we, uh, we put on all new lighting. And I checked it out last night and it's bright over there. And, you know, when you have poor lighting, people linger. For doing a lot of things they like dark spots Cr- crime criminals love night the night and so uh security security people have never been more important than now we're going to take our final break and then we'll be back to finish up and you'll hear about mr hecker Say happy Mother's Day to all the real mothers out there and to all the fathers who are still drinking Bud Light. This is a day to celebrate the real mothers, not birthing parents, mothers. I don't care how many women's softball games a man's won, how often he uses the ladies' restroom, how much tomato sauce he can shove up his ass to simulate a menstrual cycle, how many days in a row he's identified as a woman, or how desperately the world tries to convince us that a man can give birth to a child. Those people are not mothers. And if you don't agree, that's something we're gonna have to talk about on Father's Day because yours clearly didn't do his job. Anyway, to all the incredible moms out there, you have the most important job on earth. You're the glue that holds our homes together. You're the love that most people don't see enough of. You're the caring and empathy and compassion and understanding that men fail to demonstrate all too often. Life doesn't come with a manual. It comes with a mother. And we love you for it. Happy Mother's Day. 
If you ever check when a school is named for a civil rights icon like Dr. King, it's a big fanfare. They bring out the press, the elected officials. Once the party's over and the press is gone, you look at the schools. It is an embarrassment. You would think if we put the name onto a school that we have high expectations. But if you look at these schools, virtually everyone is failing. When you look at the three schools in California named for President Barack Obama, there's not one of these schools that scores over 5% proficiency wow. in mathematics. Wow. So that means 95% of the kids are failing. I would say that the teacher training programs we have in California, they're not cutting it. They're not preparing kids to teach in high poverty areas, to teach in underperforming schools. Students will continue to fail if we just let it go. If we never change, we're gonna keep getting that. So we shouldn't be surprised. The most racist institution, I would argue, in California, it's government. Government has created a catastrophe for black people. We have a public education system in California that has produced the worst results for African Americans. The reparations committee pointed out the problem of African American children who graduate from the 12th grade in California frequently cannot read or do math at grade level. In fact, about 10% of kids who are black who graduate from high school can do math at grade level. Wow. About 30% can read at grade level, read and write. And so the commission says, see, it's a racist system. So why are we trying to double down on a system that has been in existence for 120 years, our public education system? It is against any kind of reform, any kind of parental choice, anything that would significantly change this. Why have we opted instead for the language of racism to explain the failure of a public school system? The logic is that you can judge a system racist if its outcomes are racially disparate. Our public education has disparate impacts for blacks, whites, Asian Americans. It is the most racist institution in California. Ex-head of respiratory research at Pfizer, Mike Yeadon, and researchers including Craig Partikooper have sourced VAERS data on vaccine death and injury in the U.S., a database of over 700,000 adverse reactions caused by the Moderna, Pfizer, and Janssen vaccines. These vaccines have been deployed in different batches, officially referred to as LOTS. This has allowed Yeadon's team to back engineer Big Pharma's COVID-19 vaccine deployment agenda in the US. All their information is published at howbadismybatch.com and howbad.info. And what we learn is quite telling. About 0.5% of all the different batches are highly toxic, resulting in hospitalization, disability, and death within days or weeks of injection. Other batches cause minimal adverse reactions and most appear to be harmless placebos. When plotting on a timeline, we can see that these three companies have been working together to quietly monitor the lethal effectiveness of specific deadly batches. While one company is deploying a lethal batch, the other two deploy harmless ones, creating the scientific environment to perform dose range finding or the maximum tolerated dose for each specific batch. The timeline shows that each lethal batch deployment is preceded and followed by a quiet period, allowing them time to establish their baseline before the next deadly batch is deployed. Private leaked documents from the CDC show a list of expiry dates, and only certain lots are included, the very same lots found to be highly toxic in Parta Cooper's database. Which makes sense. There would be no reason to list expiration dates for saline placebo. Only the deadly ones. 
This mode of deployment allows governments the ability to direct deadly batches into specific populations, such as red states. Analysis of the number of dying per 100,000 vaccinated in 50 states shows us that the overwhelming majority of vaccine deaths are happening in red states. Some red states are experiencing 11 times more vaccine deaths than other states. On average, red states are experiencing twice the amount of vaccine death and injuries than blue states. After ruling out other possibilities, Parda Cooper concluded that this can only be due to the fact that red states received at least twice as much of the lethal batches than blue states did. Among several other crimes, they are tipping the scales of the democratic process by killing people who voted against the New World Order's woke, build back better, great reset while at the same time endlessly flooding the borders with unvaccinated foreigners. And it's happening right now. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I was talking about Monty Hecker, and, and years ago when he got out of the Air Force, he started, he, he thought, I want to go in the security business, and he started a security company, and it has grown. It's just grown and grown and grown, and, and so, like a lot of these guys, Dave Greenitz and Ted Holmes and, and the Artemico family and uh, Nelly Garcia, they just are hard workers. They're honest. They're nice people. They're honest, and they just, you just keep at something pretty soon. People say, well, who would you do? Who would you use? And who would you use? And they say, oh, well, this guy over here, he did mine. And so you build up some momentum, and they call it goodwill. Goodwill. And so Monty has grown his business to have uh, jobs throughout California, throughout Northern California, all the way he told me he's right up on the Oregon border in a place called Yreka. There's not on Eureka, that's over on the coast. This is Yreka. And uh, he said, we could use some workers up there. We could use some workers in Butte County. He's, he's located in Yuba-Sutter area. That's where he started, but it just expanded. He took contracts all over the place. So he can help you with your security issues, and he can help you if you're feeling a little insecure about your finances because of the Biden inflation. So you can reach him at 530-749-0280, 749-0280. So if you need some security, you might have a farm, you might have a ranch, you might have, there's no houses out there, they're, it's out in the boonies, but people are out there taking stuff off. Right now they're disking for rice, so they leave those big, beautiful, very expensive tractors out in the middle of nowhere. And trucks and gas and fuel and, and uh, diesel. So... If you're out in the boonies like that or you've got an in industry or you have a contracting firm or you have trucks that are full of equipment, if you, if you need help securing all that, call Elite Universal Security, 749-0280 with a 530 area code. So uh, also, you can look at their website at EliteUniversalSecurity.com, EliteUniversalSecurity.com and check out what they have going on. And so if you're listening to me from another county, don't hesitate to call. They will train you, even if you want to work part-time, they'll train you, and, and you may be able to work right in your backyard. 
and be connected to the company down here, but work up there. So also, if you've got a gun, maybe you bought a gun and you don't know how to use it and you need some little hand holding, you need somebody to teach you how to use it, maybe a class and you want a place to shoot it that's safe, they have a range, Elite Universal Security. So hook up. They, they have a lot of things they can help you with. Maybe you don't have any personal security needs uh, or general security needs, but you you want to know how to protect yourself. Even some of the chemicals, you know, the spray bottles, the chemicals, you need to know how to use those to get a good shot right in the face, right, of the other person. <laughs> so give Monty a call, and they will help he's a nice guy easy to talk to real easy to work with he's not he's not a hustler trying to take advantage of of you when you're down i see people all all around the block where i am here downtown marysville it's terrible i've never seen it like this lived here all my life almost 100 years i've never seen this i've never seen anything like this i mean we've had we had lots of prostitutes in the lower in the marysville one time never a problem down there in this way we have we have people leaving all their garbage, piles and piles of garbage and gnarly stuff, pooping all over the sidewalks, doing. And the, you know, here's what's happening is between fentanyl and trank, which is a tranquilizer, I think it's called a xylitine or something like that, but we just, street is called trank. They no longer have their human uh, niceties. Those are gone. And what you have left is just brute animal instincts, just animal instincts. And they will destroy an apartment or they'll destroy your yard or your backyard. Or if they end up moving into your empty house that you just moved tenants out of or you're getting ready to remodel it, they will move in, catch the whole thing on fire, uh, destroy the floors steal all the things that they could sell it's it's just animal it's it's over the top and here's the here's the thing this whole problem was created by liberal philosophy which is this is kind we need to just love them we just give them money and and free needles and free drugs and all that kind of stuff and and one day they will see the light that ain't happening they're going to see light all right they're going to face judgment day, but because you let them die instead of you let them go to the drain rather than circle the drain. I try to keep them alive so I can get them on board with Jesus and get them like, acting like a real human again. There isn't anything compassionate. Mother Teresa proved that in India. In, in India's religions, they did not even have, have a concept of, of going out and rescuing the down and outers, leaving the 99 and going after the one lost sheep. They didn't have a concept like that. So when Mother Teresa moved into Calcutta, she began to leave the healthy people and go out and scoop the sick people with stretchers off the street and haul them into a building and, and give them a uh, death with dignity there at the last legs of their life. Clean, warm, good clothes, food, and let them come to pass if that's what was going to happen, or she nursed him back to health. What we have now is we have no dignity in our communities at all. We just let people roll around and be stupid out of their mind. What they need to be is is arrested and uh, and put into rehabs. And uh, yeah, you can't just put people into rehabs, but you can give an offer. You can say you can do. I just met a guy that used to be in juvenile hall. 
I've known him for years, and now he's in trouble. And they said, you either go to a program or you can go to prison. Either way, it's good for us. It's your call. It's your life. So uh, he's unhappy in a program, but he can go to prison, and probably at the end of prison he will still be using drugs and uh, get out of prison and go right back to prison. So anyway, uh, we have, we've let the entire society unravel, and uh, that's what many people, their goal was to have that all happen. And so it's, it's a sad situation. Just a sad situation. Uh, okay. So uh, this is exactly what happened. I'm going to spend a little time on this. This guy, this guy's Ralph, Ralph Markson, Jr. Uh, he, the, the lady that writes about this or tells about it said all of our family came down with flu-like symptoms. Ralph just turned 70 at this time, was enjoying life with his wife of 49 years, Linda, and adult children and grandchildren. Had it going on, didn't take any medication at 70 years old, wasn't on any meds. Guy was healthy. He, he like, could, could work hard, right, got out there. And uh, so people got sick, just like people get sick in every family in America and have done so for the entire history of the country. We, he, but Ralph... His sickness, he was kind of, it was lingering on. And so they said, hey, let's, let's take you over to the hospital and get you some, you know, get some help. And uh, so uh, they took him there on August 23rd in 2021 just to check him over and make sure he was going to be okay. And they admitted him to the hospital, and he died there uh, 14 days later. During his stay... Uh, he'd never received the COVID vaccine. He didn't want the vaccine, didn't believe in the vaccine. Uh, but he was given more than 50 medications, including remdesivir and vancomycin, fentanyl, and midazolam. And in the days prior to his death, he was placed on a ventilator. At the time of his death, Mark Maxson, Markson had multiple organ failures, which they initially blamed on COVID. Now they're starting to blame it on remdesivir, where the blame needs to be. He, his kidneys shut down, endocarditis, hyperkalemia, MRSA, pneumonia, MRSA, bacteremia, and sepsis. This writer, the, the daughter said Riggs, Riggs said the treatment she and her husband requested for Markson included ivermectin, monoclonal antibodies, that's by Regeneron, and vitamins. One of the nurses said she never heard of monoclonal antibodies, and other people just ignore them. Many, even Adventist Hospital local here, lied to people. When when I had an elderly woman that listens to the show, she's in her 80s. She said, I want some of those. She wasn't sick. She said, I'd like to have some of those monoclonal antibodies. It, it jacks up and improves your immune system. And the person said, oh, no, we only give you that when you're really sick. It's just the opposite. It was just like a kill shot. In other words, so what happened is they said she's too sick to give monoclonal antibodies at that point. So all the protocols were provided by the National Institute of Health Centers for Disease Control and those kind of people. She said, my dad went into the ER seeking help for dizziness and nausea. That's all he had. He was a little dizzy and he was nauseated. They put him in and he was 70 years old, ne uh, took no daily meds. He was unvaccinated and refused to take the PCR test. He wouldn't take the PCR test. He's, he's just like me. Uh, they killed him. I'm not going to go into details because I only have nine minutes left. 
They killed this guy. They refused to give him any of the things, vitamins, anything. They killed this guy. Again, the first nurse just said, I don't even know what you're talking about, Regeneron and monoclonal antibodies. So uh, they killed their dad. They had him all tied down. They had him uh, on a vent. He was just, uh, he just sucked up and died from remdesivir kills 53% of all those people who were treated when they had Ebola, which is another virus. Anyway, that's what they went, did all around the country. And lo and behold, do you know why? Not because it was science, not because there was all these studies that said this is the best protocol. It's amazing to me. Trump gets blamed for everything. Trump is not a doctor. He trusted in the medical community, and, and they admit now they lied to him. Deborah Burks lied to him. She says in her book she lied to Trump. She just made stuff up. She had no idea what she was talking about. She didn't use science. Fauci didn't use science. You know one person used science? It was Robert Redfield, who was CDC director, and Scott Atlas, who was the professor at Stanford that brought his data into the meetings and they isolated Scott Atlas because he brought facts and he argued against the protocols that the anti-COVID team was pushing, led by Mike Pence. And so Redfield quit the CDC and I guess uh, Atlas probably phased out as well. He said, he said, listen to Scott Atlas talks. He said, no one brought facts to the table they had their mind made up, their agenda made up. I'm telling you, people, you cannot automatically trust what's going on around us. I'm trying to I'm just look at, looking at my list really quickly here to. Uh, oh, the, I got a kick out of this. I, I, I want to I want to uh, pitch this. Did you know Governor Newsom, you know, he wants to run for president, so he's coming up with all these ideas, right, reparations and all this. So they want to launch a California versus hate, right? Now, I've always thought if you killed anybody, you probably hated them or didn't like them. But I guess there's some people you can kill and really like them. So we have these hate crimes. You have crimes, you have murders, and then you got mur- murders plus hate, hate crimes. So now they, his first partner, they won't call her first lady because you could have two men in the White House like we just had at the, uh, I mean, we could have two men in California government just like we had two men in the White House with, with the Obamas. So in California, this, this gal is really kooky, this Jennifer Seibel Newsom, first partner, they call it first partner. Why don't they just call first slut or something like that? In California, our diversity is what makes the nation most populous state, a beautiful and vibrant community. She's so full of crap. She said, it's horrifying that hate crimes are on the rise. And so let it be made clear. We stand with our diverse communities and we are committed to ensuring they feel safe and heard. That sounds like something Doug Lamolf would say, not going to do anything, but we're talk, 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 talk. There's no room here for bigotry and hate fueled violence. Well, I thought that Newsom's were bigots. And I thought they were full of violence because they endorsed murdering millions of babies a year, right? So Assemblyman Al Murasuchi stated the, started the conversation to create a state hotline. That I love this. It's, it's a, I'm going to call this hate this hotline. Anytime you feel like hate 
Like, if you want to report any hate, you call the hotline. I'm going to call the hotline. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. The program will help individuals and communities targeted for hate, including Asian Americans. That's what I was taking to court over. They said I hated Asian, Asian Americans. Latinos, black Americans, LGBT uh, alphabet Nazis, individuals, religious minorities, and other communities that make up California's diversity. Now, we're not talking about religious religions. That's, that's like Christian. They're not including Christian here. If they get damaged, you can hate on Christians all you want. You can be a Christian hater. It's okay. Hotline services are confidential, provided for free, regardless of immigration status. In other words, you can be illegal. Call from Tijuana. You don't even have to be from here. Just call from anybody. These services are offered a culturally competent manner. In other words, they'll talk to you in outer Slombodian. Uh, they'll talk to you in tongues, Farsi, whatever. So uh, they're going to they're going to cover up to two hundred languages. I'm coming up with a language they're going to have a hard time with. So here's the number. I'm going to give you the number. But but this is typical of government. It doesn't. It's not. You know, when you really hate, when you're really in a tough spot, usually it's after hours. They're only going to do this during work hours, right? So Monday to Friday from 9 to 6, that's when they're going to do it. Or or you can go online and do it anytime. But I don't think you're going to talk to somebody. You're just going to type something in, right? So here's the number. I'm going to give you the number. You want to write it down? 833 833- Eight six six four two eight three. Call them and and if somebody hates on you, call them and tell them somebody's Johnny's hating on me. Eight three three eight six six four two eight three. I'm gonna call them and say a lot of people hate my show, or I'm gonna tell them I hate you, I hate your government, I don't like you killing kids, <laughs> right? Or you could go eight three three eight no hate, eight three three eight no hate. Government always comes up with these cute cute sayings and stuff uh for if you want to report a hate crime to law enforcement immediately or in imminent danger you know you know we pay people hundreds of thousands of dollars to tell you to call 911 did you did you not know that or listen you know it's hot in Marysville Yuba City right now so I'm just telling you I'm not getting any money from this I'm not getting a grant from Yuba Sutter counties I'm going to tell you right now listen it's hot right now so drink water and wear a hat when you go outside. Government pays you for these things. I do it for free, but government actually pays you. So that's the new hate hotline, and it's going to change our whole community in California. It's going to cause people to just be fun-loving and, and just spreading the love and joy and joy of Jesus, right? Did you know in doctors in Kentucky and California receive millions in bonus, pay, bonus pay, payments? Why? Because they healed everybody? Nope. Because they came up with new scientific ideas? Nope. Just for injecting people for dealing drugs. That's what they got money for. They got bonuses for dealing drugs to poor people, Medicaid patients. So they wanted to get as many Medicaid, old people and poor people, jabbed as possible. As many as possible. And the more you did, the more you got per person. In Kentucky... Medicaid paid doctors up to $250 per vaccinated Medicaid patients. So if you did 10 in one day, you got $2,500 in one day on top of everything else you did, like straightening out the runny nose, right? Solving the high blood pressure, 
given a, a physical right. The more people vaccinated, the higher the per person incentive. In other words, the more people you, if you got a high percentage of your people you got vaxxed, they would increase the number, the amount of money you gave everybody. They gave every, you know, the, the doc. In other words, maybe you got to start out a couple people, you got $20 bonus per person. But then you got 70 or 80% of your client load vaxxed. They would jump it up and give you $250 per person, right? Because of your high performance. So that's in, that. That's what they're discovering uh, in the government. Because how did they figure this out? Well, whistleblowers. And then also they figured it out by they're doing these freedom of information requests or what they call it FOIA requests. So I'm just telling you, uh, that's in... Uh, Anthem, you have you heard Anthem Blue Cross? They had a provider incentive program, and uh, they they had it in a, a variable rate. More, 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 more. You make more money. You can get into higher the higher echelon. You get seventy five percent of your patient load vaxed. You get two hundred fifty dollars per patient. If you got thirty uh, percent vaxed, you got a hundred dollars per patient. Right. And they keep track of all that. Anthem finally they gave them a flat rate. Eventually they changed it up. Medi-Cal got uh, they got three hundred fifty million dollars in incentives to vaccinate low-income children. And so you say, why did they want to vaccinate children who were immune? Because they got money for it. So they said it's good for children, and it wasn't good for children. But they got three hundred fifty million dollars to go after people of color. Why people of color? Why did they put a priority of people of color? They want to eliminate people of color. I'm just telling you. We're over. We finished the show. So we're going to see you next week. God willing. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world I see skies of blue And clouds of white The bright blessed day And the dark sacred night And I think to myself